With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I wake up this morning and the first thing I do when I wake up is I grab my phone off the sh- off the nightstand and I'm just like, I'm like swiping through. And then I see Kanye West is buying Parler. And I was just like, huh. Well, today's going to be really weird. And yes, this was just the first story. So not only is Kanye West buying Parler, after being censored, more more interviews have come out where he's talking about Jewish people, and okay, we'll have to talk about that. But then I saw that I think it's it, let me just let me just make sure it's Boston University, I think. Yeah, Boston Lab. I, I don't know if it's the university. They took the spike protein from Omicron, which is infectious, and combined it with the alpha strain, which is deadly, creating a COVID strain that has an eighty percent mortality rate. Wow! What great news today. I suppose there was some good news. The polls are all starting to shift rather dramatically. Inflation has gotten so bad that the GOP is now starting to take the lead in tons of nationwide polls, Hmm. which I guess is good news if you're tired of Biden and the Democrats' failure to get anything done. They like to talk about how Republicans are blocking them, but uh, sorry, man. The Republicans don't have any power right now. I mean, they, they've got the minority in, in Congress. They're not in the executive branch. So this is all Democrats doing. Not that I think the Republicans are going to solve anything, but hey, sure, whatever. Maybe we'll get some good people in to do something. So we're going to talk about all of this. And obviously, there's a lot more. Ulta is being boycotted because they released a podcast featuring two adult males talking about, quote, the beauty of girlhood, which has resulted in, I think, what the cut refers to as TERFs boycotting Ulta. So uh, that should be fun to talk about. Before we get into all that, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member. Support our work. We got an amazing on-the-ground reporting clip. We send out Elad Eliyahu, our field reporter. He's asking Fetterman supporters about when John Fetterman chased an innocent black man with a gun. He, he got a gun and chased this guy. Some dude gets up in his face screaming at him. They don't care about the politics they claim to care about. And I think uh, uh, you know, it's a really great clip that really shows a lot of what these people actually believe. So Elad, is, he's, a, he's a straight shooter, man. He doesn't go out. He doesn't do gotcha questions. This is how they genuinely responded to him, asking a real question about the campaign. It's because of your support as members, we can produce these clips and get reporters on the ground and writing these stories. And as a member, you'll get access to the members-only uncensored show tonight at 11 p.m., which I imagine you're really going to want to watch because joining us today, we have two awesome guests. First, we have Chadwick Moore. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Who are you? Uh, I'm a journalist. I'm a contributing editor at The Spectator. I am also editor-in-chief of Outspoken, which is a LGBT-centric free speech opinion and news site. And uh, I've got a book out now called So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. Uh, It's a really fun romp into the nefarious and rampant business of DEI training in the workplace. So I get to talk to... I talk to police officers, guys in the military, uh, guys on oil rigs, secretaries, CEOs about their experiences with DEI. And uh, it was really fun. It's a really funny book. So I like to call it it out. I like to say diversity, inclusivity and equity. 
Yes. Yeah. Die. Yeah. And uh, Biden just added an A to it. So it's now it's D-E-I-A for accessibility. So it's becoming like LGBTQ. You're just oh. going to keep adding accessibility? letters. Huh. Accessibility. He has a new executive well, right. order about that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, maybe that's because about that's Fetterman, maybe like that might be a big deal. Well, and him too. Biden. Fetterman, Fetterman's using this this machine to translate sound to text so right. he can understand what people are saying because he can't his brain isn't processing it anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There. Yep. Yep. They're already adding it. All right. And uh, well, thanks for joining us. We thank also you, have you. the ever wonderful Blair White. Hey, thanks for having me again. So yeah. I'm a YouTuber, social and political political commentator. Fourth time on the show now. Last time Alex Jones was blowing my eardrum out. So <laughs> good to have both of them intact tonight. And I'm excited. And of course, you can get your your T-shirts from Luke. Damn right. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been uh, a real sausage fest here lately. Ever since uh, <laughs> Lydia left, uh, I come here. <laughs> More like him cast, right? Exactly. I come here with one simple message: Don't nuke me, bro. A T-shirt that, of course, <laughs> was inspired by Andrew Mayer, my friend, the "Don't Tase Me, Bro," who confronted John Kerry. If you like the shirt, you could get it on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. But be careful; insider might see it as a very violent message. Right on. We also got Surge pressing all the buttons. Yeah, what's up, Splurge? I am here. Splurge, you heard it first from Luke. And uh, I am the producer for Sausage Cast IRL. (laughs) Oh, thanks. thanks. (laughs) Yeah, there's no women here anymore. But today we're good, right? Yeah, today we're in inclusivity. Yes. All right, let's jump into this first story. We have this from TipGuest.com. Kanye West to buy social media platform Parler after being censored on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, good for him. I was just... I. This came out of nowhere. Was there any any whisper of Kanye West wanting to buy any social media platforms, no, let alone Parler? Never heard that. Did, was it knee jerk because of the banning, or had this been in the works for a while? I I guess, man. I want to make well, a lot of people don't know this because I don't know if anybody wrote about it, but we're gonna talk about it. Sorry, Parler. <laughs> Look, I got no beef, but when Parler oh. was issuing the release about this purchase, confirming it. They, they accidentally copied every, I'm assuming what's every PR email. And uh, there's just hundreds of people. <laughs> like, so I get an email with hundreds of other emails attached to it. And I get these PR emails all the time. Normally what happens is you blind carbon copy someone. So you put all your PR contacts in BCC so no one can see anybody else. But they accidentally just carbon copied every one of their contacts. I'm assuming everyone, but it's hundreds. And then all of a sudden I start getting res- responses. People are emailing me and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Why is like, who's this guy? And then all of a sudden I see a bunch of people I know that are on this email thread. And I'm like, yo, Parler just sent out the email addresses of all of these VIPs and high profile people to everyone else. So now we've got like, you know, Charlie Kirk, you said Diamond and Silk. Yeah. Sandra yeah. Fairbanks is on it. I'm on it. Joey Salas is on it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I got the entire, I think it's probably every verified account who has a parlor A through J. Wow. I was included geez. on <laughs> their Someone's evil address. Fired. Oh, yeah. Wow. I got so a lot that's what of it. Was. Maybe I just it was their at, users. Yeah, that's maybe that's what it is because it's not press reps, it's famous yeah. people. Uh, some members of the Trump family I saw on there. Wow. No Trump way. adjacent yeah. people. So I've got a lot of email addresses now. Well, I guess all of these all of these high profile people are media personalities. So yeah, yeah. it overlaps. Politicos and media personalities look like. So yeah. that happened and uh, they sent me an email apologizing. And so it's like, you know, I, these things happen, but this happened. And I, kind of, I was kind of thinking like, this might be like a big story because there might be some people who don't want anyone to know that they've been in communication with Parler or something like that. So right. one right. one email from a, from a from someone said, like they seemed pissed. I said, Parler really values our privacy, I guess. And it was oh. pretty brutal. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, back to Kanye. Does this story matter? 
here, okay, well, before, before we talk about this, I got to get something out of the way before we talk about this. I'm so sick of artists, especially rappers, changing their names and we're all supposed to go along with it. Oh, like yeah. now you he's changed it to Ye, Ye, right? I'm not yeah, going to say Ye. Ye. I feel stupid saying Ye. I'm going to say Kanye. Like how many names did P. Diddy have? Like 10? Yeah, it was like every week. Like that. That's but, just my. I just had to get that out of the out of the, out of the gate. He but also I, had a fight with P Diddy. Uh, <laughs> well, now they've had a big fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they had the text. Oh, the text. The well, that's where a lot of those text. comments came out of, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I love when Diddy changed his name. South Park really went for it. Uh -huh. do, you, do you remember that episode yeah. where mm -hmm. it's like, did Diddy do it? Diddy did do it. Diddy did it. What about <laughs> Diddy? Diddy didn't do it. <laughs> but then he changed it back to P Diddy, right? Now it's just full circle back. But he, when right? I was a kid, he was Puff Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was Sean Puffy Combs, and then he was. How many other names since then? It was a few. So it was many. a few. Yeah, it was, it was a lot like of a meme. Them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that's about. But you know, he can call himself whatever I want. The question is, right. you know, look, Parler was. Uh, I, I think Parler may have been about to displace Twitter. It was growing so rapidly. It was the top of the charts. Everybody was getting on it, and they really had this momentum. And then big tech colluded all at once yep. with a false pretext, mm -hmm. January six, to just ban them outright. Yeah. Yeah. So. They have the parlor did have a, you know a big impact, but I don't know if it's there anymore. I guess Kanye is just making sure he can't be banned from any kind of social media. He'll still be able to post stuff. Well, yeah, he was he was banned from, of course, Twitter and, and Instagram because of his uh, you know salacious comments that, of course, he was making. He he's also being described by some people as an artistic genius, and other people as just a crazy lunatic. Either way, I think there's going to be some exciting changes coming to Parler. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with the platform. He he definitely is an outsider of the box thinker to say the least he also was just caught wearing a satoshi nakamoto hat he was just debanked by of course jp morgan and chase the bank of jeffrey epstein who of well, course really invert, invert that though he got debanked and then wore a satoshi nakamoto right yes 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 so yes, obviously yes, yes. so for those that are familiar that, that's a bitcoin that's the bitcoin founder exactly so clearly yeah. he's making a statement about the banking industry so so yet again you know some people are saying he's just an artist just trying to sell his records some people are saying he's really trying to change change things in societies it all depends on what you really kind of think of him as an individual but but uh, you know it's not boring you know <laughs> <Not> boring. <laughs> it new life as well it could be something entirely different afterwards and mm -hmm. it can become back well he, he, yeah. i think he, that's it right he there. did a lot of interesting things in the sneaker industry you know yeah. criticize yeah. him for his words but but he at least changed things up and made him a little bit more innovative a little mm -hmm. bit more different a little bit more artistic a little bit more out of the box because we just continue to see the same old kind of routines and i might not agree with his statements but but i still think crazy people should have a voice artistic savants should have a voice yeah. no matter if you agree with it or disagree with it i think that voice is important to understand where someone truly is and censoring well, it isn't going to help anybody i don't think he's crazy i, I don't think he's crazy like yeah he he, he may be eccentric but he's clearly followed very, very uh, um, specific logical paths to become a billionaire. And his, his, his net worth rivals that of Trump. It's like, I, I, it, Trump's worth more, but Kanye is you know, relatively close in terms of being a billionaire. Right. There is, however, his statements he made about Jewish people controlling, you know. Uh, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Diddy or Puff Diddy, or I don't know what the guy's name is. You know, I'm talking. You know, I'm yeah, talking about. P Diddy Puff. P Diddy Puff. P Diddy Puff. He made comments about that. He made more comments on another podcast. Apparently, he did an interview and they didn't air it. 
And then he did another interview. He's like, I don't even know if you guys are going are gonna to air this because you won't air my con- comments. But he's made comments about Jewish people that I think are either he's, he's speaking very, very poorly or he's just completely wrong and has really bad information. And I think people, be, people can be susceptible to conspiracy theories when they read things that are incorrect. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I don't yeah. think he's insane. You know, I think he just he thinks things that aren't correct. Or he's expressing himself in a very poor way. Let me, let me put it this way. Or, or he's expressing himself in a way that galvanizes media attention so he could sell his product better to you. Mm-hmm. So maybe, Potentially. It's, what, it's a big grift or something? Maybe. Maybe it's just a way of just getting attention. He said something like repeal the 13th Amendment, right? I can't, uh, something uh, like that. Wasn't there a segment that was edited out of Fox News? Like, oh, there's, a, there's a bunch. Several comments, yeah. yeah. With what, the Tucker interview? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he said some shit about Jewish people. I don't. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I think he was like saying black Hebrew Israelite stuff. And then there was the tweet, the DEFCON Jewish people. That was crazy. Yeah, but then he's, but, but he's, he's also made the comments about uh, Derek Chauvin and yeah. George Floyd. Well, here's the point Aren't I'm going to make. Are they going to sue him? He, 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 he said something about uh, repealing the 13th Amendment, and everyone claimed that he was pro-slavery. He clarified what he meant was the 13th Amendment allows slavery. It specifically says if you're incarcerated, it says you can't be a slave unless you're incarcerated or something like that. Like, and what he was saying is you shouldn't be able to be enslaved for any reason. He's actually correct. Mm-hmm. We should ban slavery in all capacities. But because he's not, he didn't speak very well, people misconstrued what he was saying. Now, I, I got to be honest, I don't know what he could have meant by those Jewish comments. I think yeah. he's read a whole bunch of crackpot conspiracy stuff and he's believing some stupid stuff. That's about it. Yeah. And there is something to be said about how he has his bank account closed. And you're right, Jeffrey Epstein's wasn't. And they even had like a press release about why they weren't going to close Jeffrey Epstein's like back before. Even so when there like, was red flags yeah. and warnings and he was a convicted uh, person who hurt children. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, someone's words are worse apparently than sex trafficking. But no, no, no. Uh, I, I think I, there was also a clarification on that specific story and that he was actually debanked before making those statements. Oh. So, so, he, so for, he got debanked, then he came out and made those statements. Was it for the White Lives Matter shirt then? Um, what did he do? Yeah, we, I don't know. I, again, like who knows? Here's, here's something else. Candace Owens' husband is the CEO of Parler. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So that could be why it happened so quickly. Kanye mm. knows Candace. He meets George Farmer, I think is his name. And then Kanye's like, you need money for this? I'll buy it. And he probably's like, okay. And then he like, it's a private company. So they just went, sure, yeah. let's let's roll. I think this might actually be really big. Kanye buying Parler might actually be the bigger threat to Twitter. Yeah. I was asking if the story mattered, but here's here's what I want to I add to this. It's possible. Kanye's famous, okay? We get mm-hmm. it. He's got a lot of fans who follow him because his story isn't just about his music. It's about his success. So there are a lot of young men that see Kanye and, and they want to be like him. They want to be a billionaire. Now he's buying Parler. They're going to go join it because they want to hang out with Kanye. The media can say whatever they want about him. He, they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. If I was Kanye, I'd be hiring a bunch of security guards because he's got a lot of people that are real pissed off. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's dangerous out there, man. And with Kanye owning Parler, then it maybe won't be necessarily like a right wing social yeah. media you know what i mean it might be actually just apolitical people his fans that have no interest or, or aren't even right wing you know so it could be a big deal if black twitter moves over to parlor then exactly, oh, exactly. Yeah. if black wow. twitter leaves and twitter's over yeah that's a yeah, good point you know 100 and that would make it not that i mean we see these alternative social media sites 
yes, we're glad they exist, but you know, it's all right wingers. It's, it's and that's all, that's always my issue. Yeah. It's like why I'm not on Gab and all these things. It's like I don't want to just talk to people who. Yeah, I would take the hate over just blind. You can't troll. Yeah, you yeah. can't fight with. Liberals. You can't troll. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the troll is the most important that's part. Only, I mean, that's, that's why I love the internet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. why I love Twitter. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like I get to troll people. People right. get to troll me. This is yeah. awesome and fun. <laughs> so, I, I, mostly, like my Twitter is I'm I'm like my followers are mostly in on the joke, but sometimes they're not, and it's weird that they don't get it. Yeah, like I've tweeted a bunch of a bunch of crazy stuff. I tweeted like, "Have you considered?" spaying and neutering your children to prevent overpopulation and there are people following me being like yo bad take tim i can't believe you'd say this and i'm just like welcome to twitter dude like, yeah. i do not take this platform seriously it is full of nonsense right exactly. well that's autism and i'm autistic so i can say that hey, is it up. is that what it, i don't know i think i just taking it so bluntly and seriously oh i see i see like not not understanding the social cues yeah that, that's that's really crazy to me that i don't understand how people i, I kind of feel like people are pretending to not get that my jokes make no sense because they want to have something to be angry about. That's true mm. too. Like the anime thing with Matt Walsh. Oh, I'm right. saying oh, it's yeah. demonic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a perfect example of that. He's like, I, yeah, so for those that didn't see, Matt Walsh, Media Matters went after him because he said, what do I think about anime? I think it's satanic. Mm -hmm. I don't have an argument for it, but you know, something demonic about it. And then everybody goes nuts. <laughs> and it's just like, these are not serious people. And you don't insult anime fans because I was on the pop culture show earlier oh. and I said something like, you know, what constitutes being anime? Does it have to be Japanese or not? And people got so upset. They're like, no, it's also from here and here and here. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Let me not even bother these people. It's like a whole universe you don't know exists until you kick a hornet's nest. Yeah. And they all come after you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, my favorite was when Matt Walsh said that the Little Mermaid should have translucent skin and look like a floating skeleton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they said it was racist or something. Yeah. They're like, he's racist because there's a black mermaid. It's like, <laughs> I do, and then what did he tweet? He's like, they're mad because I'm defending translucent. He called himself a trans rights activist for translucent, tra translucent, yeah. translucent people. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it kind of feels like in a lot of ways we're on the verge of the apocalypse for one reason or another. But at least there's funny things happening as we ride the the gravity bomb down to you know the right. apocalypse. The downfall's you know? funny. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. and it kind of keeps getting. Yeah, funnier. what else are you gonna do? Yeah. Be angry? It's, it's just the collapse of you know civilization. Want to laugh yeah. or cry? Pick one. Yeah, yeah. I choose to laugh. Yes, always. always. Do you guys exactly. want? Do you want uh, this one? Uh, let, all right, let's let's laugh and cry. I feel like with a story like this, you could either laugh or cry. Oh God! This is from oh, the Daily Mail. Lord. This is playing with fire. It could spark a lab-generated pandemic. How about that? Experts slam Boston Lab, where scientists have created a new deadly COVID string with an 80% kill rate. Why? Great. Why are they making this? So here's what they did. Actually simple. So the Omicron strain mutated over a long period of time. COVID goes out. COVID kills a lot of people. The alpha strain was very deadly. Over time, it was getting more infectious but weaker. That's how viruses tend to go. The Omicron strain was very infectious, but not as deadly. That makes sense. If something's too deadly, people die before they can spread the disease. Mm -hmm. So these researchers took the spike protein from Omicron and put it on the alpha strain, which is more deadly, creating an extremely infectious and deadly virus, which killed eight in 10 of the rodents infected. Oh my God. Why? Wow. Why did they make this? Uh, it's a little Christmas present. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, why was, you know, Peter Daszak of uh, Echo Health Alliance doing similar projects back before, of course, the larger COVID pandemic that happened when he was exactly looking at bats and coronaviruses in the Wuhan Level 3 Institute of Virology uh, that, of course, had poor security protocols, according to many even State Department protocols and documents that came out there. Why did they do this? 
And the question is, they're doing this on even bigger levels than we could even imagine. And the argument here, the, the basic argument that they're making is we need to do this in order so we find a solution for it in the future. Number one, a lot of scientists argue that the probability of something like this happening naturally is virtually almost impossible. But, but two, why are you trying to make this current strain that much worse when you couldn't even figure out the original strain? Right. There is no solution. There is no medical solution towards the original strain. So why are you studying? Why are you, are, are you wasting so much time looking at some hypothetical when you can't even figure out the original problem? So, so that's something that needs to be understood here, as well as the fact that, again, Peter Daszak is continuing to do the same experiments in other countries. We know about this because it's, it's Boston University, but what about the studies in Laos? What about the studies in Myanmar? What about the studies going on right now in Vietnam that we don't know anything about? That Echo Health Alliance, by the way, was, 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 was subpoenaed, was told by the US government, hey, you gotta send us your notes about what you guys were doing with the coronavirus in, in Wuhan. EcoHealth Alliance, even though they were financed by the U.S. government, by Dr. Fauci, said, no, we're just not going to give you any of the notes. They're not being transparent and they're being rewarded with more grants that were just issued a couple weeks ago, continuing to make viruses as lethal as they can. Why are they doing this? A lot of people speculate bioweapons. So, and, and, and this could be one reason why Bill Gates came out a few months ago and said the second pandemic is going to be a lot deadlier. He said that very promisingly and... Who in the world what's, knows what they're up to? Happily, what, probably. What's that saying? We spend so much time wondering if we could do it. We never asked ourselves if we should do it. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 That's mm -hmm. I, I, I'm like reading this story where they're talking about taking this protein and making, you know, the, so, so the Omicron strain infected mice. The mice did not die. They then created like the Omicron S strain or whatever they're calling it. And it killed eight out of 10. And they were like, oh, look, we did it. We made something that can kill mice. It's like, uh, you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, you could have injected them with bleach. That would have killed them, too. Right. Like, right. obviously, this like you make a deadly virus, it will kill them. I just I don't trust them. We had a conversation with Drew Miller, who has a Ph.D. in, you know, nuclear wartime battlefield stuff or whatever. And he was saying he was talking about how we have no bio labs in the United like the United States does not operate bioweapons labs. And I'm like, it's just semantics. If U.S. laboratories are making extremely deadly viruses that they're in extremely infectious and extremely lethal, and you argue they're not weapons because we don't use them for that. And I'm like, so, so okay, so the, so the question is, if I have a factory that makes explosives, but we, we use it for mining operations, right. we're not making weapons. Then someone comes in, buys, buys the company, and then sells them for war, did we make weapons or not? Right. It, so, like a, a knife company, we 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 make you know uh, fancy knives for culinary purposes, and then someone buys them and goes and fights with them. Did the company manufacture weapons? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. They manufactured weapons. Was it their intent? No, but it doesn't matter. So we're seeing this, and I'm like, hey, that is a bioweapon. Now call it whatever you want. Say what you want, whatever you want about it. If you make a nuclear bomb and say, we just want to see if it would explode. I'll bet, yeah, okay, well, you're making nuclear weapons. Yeah. Right. What's, there, there's no, it's, it, you know what, man? And I can even make the argument, knives, culinary knives have a purpose. You, you can cut your steak, you know? How, how, what are you gonna do? You gotta, you wanna eat dinner, you gotta, this virus has no purpose. It's literal, the only mm. purpose is killing people. So, right. yeah. anyway. Well, these researchers who, I would assume, know the coronavirus better than anyone on earth, have looked at it more than anyone, obviously. Have they said anything in the report about, yes, this was definitely man-made in a lab? 
or they forbidden from saying that. Do they know a lot about this virus? Since again, the official yeah. story is we don't even know exactly where it came from. Yeah. We don't have an origin. We don't have a patient zero. We don't have any of that. Well, someone knows. Someone of course knows, but there's been a large cover up effort. Echo Health Alliance yeah. doesn't want to share their notes about what they were even doing with US well, grant well, money well, from Dr. I, Fauci I, in twenty twenty. Right. I thought it was uh someone ate bat soup a block away from the Wuhan right. virology lab. Yeah, Impossible. But then the bat fucked a pangolin first and that's how it came. Yeah, there's also like a pangolin right. involved. Here. Yeah. I think that was an episode of South Park yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, no but official story. Yeah. And ever yeah. since ever since COVID, there has been there have been forty new biological labs that have been started up doing extremely dangerous testing, mixing in viruses. And again, there, there's no perfect security at these places. Like we have to understand it, it takes one small mistake, it takes one hole, one puncture, one is mistake, one intern. And that virus spreads everywhere. So where is the all these worthless international organizations we have? Where is the international effort and treaty against proliferating oh, this it, sort of research? It, 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 game of function. We have it all with nuclear weapons. Where is this going well, on? Well, bioweapons are apparently banned under treaties. And that's what we were talking about last yeah. week. And so it's like, we're not making weapons. We're just making extremely deadly viruses right. that serve no purpose other than killing. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe <laughs> we need to be doing we look at those treaties again and, and exactly say what kind of research is permitted and what isn't. Well, what if... This is a question that was brought up. What if all these other countries are doing it and the U.S. isn't? Is, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, you know, with mutually assured destruction, I suppose the argument is, you know, if we didn't have nuclear weapons, we'd be at the behest or, or you know, of anyone else, the yeah. beck and call of anyone else who has nukes who can threaten us. So everybody gets them and then you can't bully someone. You could say something similar for uh, any kind of bioweapon. It's like, hey, we all have them, so you better not release them. If the U.S. wasn't doing it, would that be a risk? I think the problem with bioweapons is they're completely undetectable. With a nuclear weapon, we can see who did it. Yeah. Like, that came from Russia, and it's a Russian missile. Somebody gets sick, we have no idea what it is or where it came from. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to spread everywhere and affect everybody. And, yeah, and this is what's public. Imagine what's not public. Imagine what's secret. Imagine what else they're doing that we don't know about that's not in the United States, that's in Myanmar or in Ukraine or wherever it may be that these people are taking their money, investing it and doing research in extremely poor countries where there's no transparency, there's no accountability, and they prey on poorer countries because they're able to get away with more disastrous, nasty stuff that they wouldn't be able to get away with here in the United States. 2020 could have been the warm-up, honestly. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean that's what Bill Gates says. Bill Gates says this is this is only one of many pandemics to come. Yeah, and you know he's excited. He said that. <laughs> yeah, he said he said the second pandemic is going to be a lot deadlier yeah. than than this one is. And I'll, and, uh, and I'll and I'll clarify too. I mean this is in mice, so how that directly translates may be very very different. They like it may be much much higher in mice than it is in humans, but they're basically making the point that. It, the Omicron they tested didn't kill any of the mice. They made it more deadly. It killed 80% of them, 8 out of 10. So we'll see. I got a prediction. I think we talked about, and this is, again, we, 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 we broached this sub subject on how a bioweapon would be released. And I said, I think that any nation that releases a bioweapon will release a mild strain of it on their own country first. Mm. Here's what happens. They create two viruses, hypothetically, any country, the deadly variant and the mild variant but they're very, very similar. They share a lot of the same attributes. They release on their own population, the flu. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody gets it. 0.1% mortality or 0.01 or whatever it is for the flu. Then they release the massive maximum 60% deadly strain on somewhere else in the world. And when that strain comes back to their country, their people already have immunity to that, to that, to a variant of it. So they're much, much less susceptible. We saw this with the Spanish flu. Many people wondered why it was that in China, they didn't actually get hit as hard as the rest of the world when it came to the Spanish flu. It was like 1918, I think. Mm -hmm. And one of the arguments is that a similar version was actually in China. They all got sick, but not that bad, got immunity to it. When it spread around in the trenches and with the infections and the grime, it got substantially worse. And then when it came back to China, they were already mostly immune to it. Mm-hmm. So now that we're hearing they've, they're making, what, whether or not it's this, this COVID virus or whatever, here's my prediction. My prediction is we see a deadly strain of COVID, but it will mostly just impact people, countries that haven't faced the severity of this, which I wonder which countries that is. Countries with very low COVID infection and mortality rates. I wonder what those countries are. Do you know, Luke? Usually the places that weren't a part of the, the program that injected uh, unknown rushed experimental uh, needle into That's them. Not the, if, you look at, if you look at the countries that, that have the most deaths are, are the places, the ones that had the biggest vaccination program. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Right. And, those, yeah. and that's why they were putting the vaccination programs yeah. there, because they had more death. There are specific countries around the world, mostly in the third world, that had very low COVID death and infection rates. So they didn't bring vaccines there. But, I'm, but if these people don't have the immunity, either, you know, for, for vaccine or whatever reason, then you're going to see a deadlier strain severely impact third world countries in this in this case. Well, scientists see it just, uh, you know, there's a lot of scientific debate that's actually being centered around the specific topic, especially when it comes to, you know, countries like Haiti comparatively to Israel, Singapore, what happened there to other places. But uh, at the end of the day, natural immunity is something that, again, also topic that has been censored a lot but natural immunity has been key to a lot of people's personal health and and getting through a lot of this nonsense and bullcrap do you guys think americans would be willing to lock down again because i question that in my head no if they just did it all over again i don't know no way where i live in new york they would they're Dying yes. for well, that's it. the thing. Blue states would. <laughs> they're freaking but out. They were not locked down but, right but now. But people are moving to Florida and Texas. Yeah. And so the blue states probably would because you have a higher density now of the people who want to live under the boot. Right. right. And then South Dakota, Florida, Texas, a bunch of red states, they wouldn't do it. West Virginia probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did New Hampshire do it? Um, not, not, uh, it depends where, because the big cities, especially with a lot of people condensed, they had their own little versions of it, but the government is very limited in New Hampshire. So it was up to a lot of personal individuals, personal businesses to decide for themselves. But as far as comparing it to New York, it was day and night Mm. uh, to what was going on there. Um, you know, it it depends what happens. You know, there's also, you know, uh, scientific thoughts and ideas that if a virus is more deadly, it's less contagious, but they're talking about how this bio, uh, biolab made weapon it's sorry excuse me this new strain of 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 covid made by boston university they're was saying it, it was a university i just want to be i think boston was, university uh, you sure uh yeah uh, you could double check just to make sure we're right on this. Sure. That, that Boston, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right yeah. But Boston University is also reporting that this is five times more contagious than the, the original COVID mm-hmm. virus. So Great. it's more contagious and more deadly. That's that's something you know, pretty serious there. 
because naturally viruses uh, just want to spread. They want to live. They want to go from host to host to host and not kill the host because when you kill the host, you stop the spread of the virus. So this one with the data that they're reporting is very troubling because high death count and high uh, transmissibility, you know, transmission. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know, like, why can, like the can, can we just stop? Let's get apocalyptic. This is the greatest headline that's ever been written ever from Business Insider. Putin's nuclear threats are pushing people like Trump and Elon Musk to press for a Ukraine peace deal. A nuclear expert warns that's dangerous. <laughs> wow. wow. 1984, here we are. So that is, it's, it's the best. You know, the reason why I say it's the greatest is because you could have just said war is peace, you know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But they they really yeah. went for it. it's very long. Yeah. And it really nails the peace is dangerous. Right. I love that. The nuclear winter is actually nuclear <laughs> spring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, well, hold on. It is dangerous because a small nuclear war could stop climate change hmm. by killing tons of people. I guess. Yeah. yeah you, well, you, saw, you guys saw that article from Huffington Post, right? No. It's, no. it's like from ten years ago. It says, could a small nuclear war reverse climate change? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, so, like, was yeah. the argument like lowering the carbon footprint of the overall population? <laughs> yeah. like, yes, seriously? the carbon footprint is in the human beings that are carbon. <sighs> yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, well, let's, let's see what they actually have to say about this story. They say, an understandable desire to avoid a nuclear war could actually make the world more dangerous if it means rushing to implement a peace in Ukraine that serves Russian interests, an expert told Insider. Oh, an expert. Such a move, which some influential figures have called for, risks setting a precedent that atomic blackmail is the way to win wars and take territory troops can't otherwise hold. A model that could be copycatted by even the weakest nuclear-armed states and may only succeed at delaying another war. Pavel Podvig, an expert on Russia's nuclear doctrine and capabilities at the UN Institute for Disarmament Research, said in a phone interview from Geneva that such a deal on terms deemed favorable by Moscow in the wake of a battlefield of battlefield losses and an explicit response to the Kremlin's nuclear brinksmanship could well make the world much less peaceful. The West supports Ukraine with weapons and financial and moral and political support. Giving that up and saying that, well, you know, we're too afraid of nuclear threats and we just want to make a deal, that would certainly set a precedent that would not be very positive. If you yielded this nuclear threat once, then what would prevent Russia in the future or others to do the same thing again? How about nuclear weapons in countries like the United States and positioned in NATO? And what we're talking about right now is Ukraine, which is not a NATO member state, not a EU member state, not in a position where we should be sending weapons, U.S. personnel, NATO citizens, special operations, intelligence, and engaging in war with Russia. Hey, how about that? You want to come and claim that I get, I get the point they're trying to make, but it's bunk. Russia is having a border dispute. They invaded Ukraine. It's a border dispute that has not involved the United States. Right. We've made it our business for some reason. That's the problem. Yeah. Plus, more importantly, it's historically inaccurate. Look what happened during the Cold War. It was only because of de-escalation. It was only because of peace deals. We didn't blow each other up. And it didn't lead to, of course, a, a misbalance of, of power. And again, this is just a lunatic, sociopathic, bloodthirsty, neocon war hawk that's spewing mm -hmm. utter nonsense, literally trying to tell you that war is peace. What is about our current trajectory playing nuclear war chicken that is going to be leading to any kind of resolution or peace as we're only seeing escalations? Where's the de-escalations? Where's the peace talks? Where's the I, negotiations? I, and, None of that. And it makes me nervous because it reminds me of right before COVID and people were just kind of talking about viruses and all of a sudden the world changed in ways you didn't expect. It was like, it feels like that, like right before something big. I got a pitch for the UN, for Joe Biden and for NATO. 
All right, you want to get people in on this war, here's how you play it. You guys ever play Fallout 3? No. Luke? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Fallout 3? A while ago. You know? Hey, fun game, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah. You never played it? No, no. What, what's the... What's the... A nuclear apocalypse happens and you come out of a vault afterwards uh-huh. and you try and scavenge the wastelands to survive. Oh, so they need to game play Game of the year when it came out. Hey, no, no, no. I'm just wow. saying people really love the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> what's, the, what's the big deal, huh? Right, yeah. Worst case scenario, it's going to be just like Fallout. You're going to go into the... Uh, where do you go? Into the Lincoln... Wasteland. No, there's a building in D.C. where you get the Lincoln's Repeater. I can't remember what it is. Mm. But whenever I start Fallout 3, I immediately go into, there's a government building. You've got to stealth past some ghouls. Ghouls are like radioactively burned people. Uh And then you open up this case and Lincoln's uh, Winchester Repeater is in there. It's an excellent, excellent weapon in the video game. So I'm just saying, you know, they're saying uh, it's peace is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, This is not the pitch to get people to be all in on nuclear war. You got to have them play Fallout 3 and then be like, now, wasn't that fun? (laughs) That could be real life. You could be eating moldy cheese off the ground, but for real this time. Drinking out of toilets is another thing you do in the game. And then you get radiation poisoning. But, but, too much radiation poisoning and you get superpowers. Yay, radiation poisoning. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is absolutely just just so, so mind-boggling. I saw this thing and this, I, I saw this article and I was like, I need the shirt, don't nuke me, bro, because we need this message out more than anything else right now because it's absolutely ridiculous. The Guardian wrote an article today talking about how the West is making plans to avoid panic if, if Russia uses a nuclear bomb. That, that, that That's an absolutely crazy goalpost line that we're at right now that, that is, is absolutely ridiculous. And according to a lot of military strategists, strategist and even intelligence officers they're saying that it's between a 10 to 25 percent chance that russia will use a nuclear bomb now the people in charge a lot of the very powerful people a lot of the people who control a lot of the multinational corporations the big banks they have their bunkers they have their survival food they have everything that they need they they don't have to wager or risk anything else Everyone else is going to be paying for the consequences of this, for the, the these stupid policies and decisions that don't have any objective. What's the goal here? Why are we doing this? What's the objective? Why can't we even ask? And why is the corporate U.S. Western media trying to gaslight us into a full all-out world war? It's, and- it's simple. Pull it up, Serge. Could a small nuclear war uh. re- reverse global warming from the Huffington Post? The article is real, February 26, 2011. It says, quote, nuclear war could reverse global warming. Boom. It you will, are the carbon uh, they're trying to reduce. That's because well, it will end life on Earth. Like, people don't understand. It will n- b- obliterate life and human beings from, from ever existing. Like, life as, as, as we have it right now will be over. And it'll be terrifying. And if you're lucky to survive, you're going to suffer. This is so stupid and so backwards. And again, you don't have to be pro-Russia or pro-Putin to call for peace and de-escalations. And with negotiations, no one's always going to be perfectly happy. No one's always going to get what they want. But at least, for frick's sakes, come to the table and start talking just and, to each other. And have you guys seen the pictures in certain subways where they're putting up posters like how to survive nuclear war? Yeah. No. Like, what, what, for yeah, real? Yeah. There's but no like, are they serious? Uh, or are they I mean, like gags? We have, I think they're 
because who really knows? We have PSAs in New York City. Yes, funded by the city. What uh, to do? With, more than one though. I, I saw the other one. Uh, I saw one of them. There might be more. It's the woman saying like, "Stay inside." And don't I think I've seen that one. Take she's showers. Like, but that's conditioning, yeah. right? It's yeah. like kind of just getting people used to the idea, which is. She's scary. like the big one hit. Don't ask us how or why. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the best part is like the advice they give you will not save you. Right. Right. Take a shower. Well, no, no, no. I mean, mass on planes. Look, look, look. So if you are in the blast radius, I have good news. You won't even know what happened. The the, the shockwave thermal radiation detonation will kill you faster than your brain can process anything is happening. You might hear a whistle and then all of a sudden you don't exist anymore. Now, there's a problem. There is multiple layers to the blast and you can be in just the uh, um, there's a blast radius non-thermal, which is going to burn you. And it's going to like, your ears will probably be bleeding. Windows will be shattered. You may be seriously injured. That's the worst place to be. And depending on the kind of bomb they use, some have maximum radioactive yield. You could be like watching yourself melt in the fireball for like an extended period of time. So this PSA really is for people who are outside the blast radius completely. Mm. And when they say take a shower, that is actually good advice. If you are covered in dirt and grime, you want to get clean as soon as possible because the particles from the radiation, like the radioactive particles, iodine and things like that, will get all over you. You got to take potassium iodine pills. But what they're basically saying is if you live in like probably Harlem or what's another good spot, probably Coney Island in that area or, or Long Island, do these things. Because if you're in Brooklyn, Queens or Manhattan and they nuke, that's where it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Well, good. I won't even know what happened. Well, Tim explained before <laughs> it went on how it's probably going to be Texas, so that's really great. Well, yeah, yeah. I said at least I said it's a good thing we don't live in some major urban center like you know Austin or whatever. Yeah, I'm just like sweating, <laughs> like oh, okay. Well, it's not just the radiation; it's the breakdown of society, of infrastructure, yeah. of clean water, of food. It, it's it's the nuclear fallout that, of course, will be affecting the soils for thousands and thousands of years and over the weekend i actually watched a documentary about soldiers in the united kingdom that were experimented on by their government that launched a nuclear weapon um and they brought in the soldiers just to see what would happen to them they made them sign uh, contracts and ndas and they classified a lot of this information so if they spoke out against what happened to them they would be charged with treason a lot of these soldiers died a lot of these soldiers became infertile a lot of these soldiers came down with sicknesses and illnesses that you can't even imagine and this is a u.s uh, sorry the uk government an official military taking their soldiers being like, yeah, we're just going to put you right in front of this nuclear nuclear blast to see what happened to you. And they were describing how during the nuclear blast, when they put their, their, their hands in front of their face to cover their eyes, they could see every bone, every blood vessel in front wow. of their hands. Wow. So, so this is what governments do. They routinely sacrifice people. They sacrifice their own people. They murder. They do horrific scientific experiments. And if you think these sociopathic monsters are, are, are not trying to start a nuclear war, you're not paying attention because that's exactly what they're doing every single day right now. And there's like really interesting fallout that goes like by generations too because I watched a clip on the plane actually here and there was a guy who was around nuclear testing and he didn't have any issues, but he had a daughter like born after he was involved with it. And the daughter by age 11, it took 11 years for things to show up, started growing hair all over her face and body Whoa. uncontrollably because it messes Whoa. with your genes, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, it just twists the gene. And uh, so, she actually died oh, after that. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So it's his daughter, you know. 
I was I was thinking like maybe you know maybe you become like a Hulk. You know what I mean? Well, like, that would be on the good end, but yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. An uncontrollable rage monster who can't like you know have normal life. I guess I don't think that ever happened to anyone exposed to radiation, Tim. Oh well, you know, I don't, you know <laughs> not yet, not yet. I mean, we might have a someone grew hair all over her body. I mean, that's kind of like a that's the beast. No. There you go. Yeah. No. So one X Man came Wolverine. True. Yeah. That's the funny. We're looking at this conversation in like six months and like, oh, remember when we were talking about this before it all went? <laughs> oh down? my god! Yeah, just we're gonna, like that right now. I'm like, yeah. oh my god! So, we're gonna be uh, sitting in rubble, eating cold beans, being like, remember when we made that joke? And yeah. I'll just be gone because it's gonna be in Austin. <laughs> well, so the point I was making before the show about Austin was not literally Austin, but I was like, the first, if we're dealing with like a retaliatory strike or a threat, then Russia or whoever, probably Russia, will not target. DC or a major city first. They'll target a small town first for in a, in a shock and awe strike. So if you hit a big city, the rest of the country says, of course. If you hit a small town, then everyone in the country panics, mm-hmm. stops working, locks down or flees, and that destroys the economy outright. Right. So that's probably why they would do a, a lower yield strike on a small city first. I don't think it would be DC simply because that would be like deciding to shoot someone in the bulletproof armor. It's, you know, it's like the, probably the most heavily fortified mm. with bunkers. Raven Rock has got a $100 million expansion. Did you, have you guys heard we talked about this? Yeah, we did. That uh, we had, when we had Drew Miller on, he mentioned that they're doing expansion at Mount Weather, which is mm. nuclear bunker, as well as, uh, and then he mentioned Raven Rock. I looked it up just recently in August, a $100 million contract to Raven Rock for a massive expansion. And they also did another award, uh, award another contract for Mount Weather for a major 65,000 square foot facility. Mm. They're not going to be done right away, but they're certainly thinking about expanding their bunkers. I would imagine all of the surface-to-air missiles and anti-nuke capabilities are are centered around D.C., specifically for this reason. So they'd probably hit, if they wanted to cause major disruption in this country, a major economic center. The reason why Austin makes a lot of sense is because the gigafactory is there. Like, uh, so you've got San Francisco, which would be a huge target, probably because of the tech sector. Mm. And then you've got the move over to Austin with gigafactory and other you know, uh, let's just call it the California brain drain to Texas and Florida would make them targets as well. Hit the economic centers. They would probably hit the North Dakota frack fields, seriously hindering our our ability to produce energy. Those are going to be huge targets. But it's not like the political epicenter is, 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 it's probably a a moderate target. But thinking about like January 6th, these people thought that like by going in a building, they would have governmental power or something they could, it's like, Mm -hmm. dude, it's not the 1600s. So Putin knows why hit DC? The U.S. government is is digitally decentralized. You need to you need to economic and and uh, um, resource centers. Silicon Valley is going to be a huge target. All of the managerial power for all these all this infrastructure. You hit Silicon Valley. Our financial processing takes a major major hit. So we as a country need to be diversifying all this stuff, not just because of the culture war, but because of the risk of hypercentralization in a war. You don't even have to do that. You just have to go to China and be like, hey, stop sending them stuff. <laughs> then we're screwed. Our, our big pharma industry, screwed. Uh, all the cheap plastic stuff, screwed. And that, again, would, would be a very serious consequence. I'm, I'm hearing that Kanye's uh, new interview just got taken down. The Drink Champs, that was the one that he was talking about. Yep. Got taken down? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Let's, uh, I'm trying know. to look it up right now. That's just, someone just sent me there right now. So uh, anyway, you know, nuclear war and all that stuff. So do, did, what was the official reason that we hit Nagasaki and Hiroshima and not 
Tokyo, Kyoto. Was it that reason? I don't that know. Not, well, not the, ca- you might don't be, hit well, the capital. You well, want to do a smaller. Well, a lot of scholars argue one, it's because the Japanese were, were fighting to the death. Two, it was a kind of symbol to show Russia and no, 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 no. Other... He's asking why not Tokyo? Why not Tokyo? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that's okay, what okay. I'm asking. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry. So, is it that you don't want to hit the capital? You want his smaller city to spread more panic? Well, they were also responsible for a lot of the manufacturing and production of the okay, uh, of so the bigger war materials. And you, you know, the United States took over Tokyo, and it was a huge. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah. You, you know, it. the civilian casualties it. would be immense. I googled it. Stack Exchange, someone responded, Hiroshima, the first city, was an important army depot and port of embarkation in the middle of an urban industrial area. Uh, okay. It's a good radar target and is such a size that a large part of the city could be extensively damaged. There are adjacent hills which are likely to produce a focusing effect which would considerably increase the blast damage. Wow. That makes Whoa. sense. Due to rivers, it is not a good incendiary target. There were also four other possible targets, Kokura, Niigata, Yokohama, and Kyoto. There were three criteria for choosing targets. The target was larger than three miles in diameter and was an important target in a large urban area. The blast would create effective damage. The target was unlikely to be attacked by August 1945. Any small and strictly military objective should be located in much larger areas subject to blast damage in order to avoid undue risk of the weapon being lost due to bad placing of the bomb. Hmm. Interesting. They say the possibility of bombing the emperor's palace was discussed. It was agreed that we should not recommend it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that any action for this bombing should come from authorities on military policy. It was agreed that we should obtain information from uh, from which we could determine the effective effectiveness of our weapon against this target. Oh, they were testing it. Uh, they wanted a good detonation to right. see what the effects would be. Well, wow. there you go. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, they said it, Tokyo was not a strategic value uh, if Japan were to be invaded. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Military yeah. target. Well, there you go, my friends. So I just want to say this as I, as I do um, with the upcoming election. To all of you 18 to 25-year-olds, particularly 18 to 25-year-old males, whether you're trans or not doesn't matter. The U.S. government has already said it. You must sign up for the draft. No. And if you don't... <laughs> And so let me just say, if you find yourself as an 18 to 25 year old male, for some reason voting demographic, then I will personally applaud you for your sacrifice <laughs> as you are loaded up as cannon fodder in World War Three by the people you voted for. So uh, congratulations on supporting the war effort. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to keep saying the U.S. should not be involved in the Ukrainian conflict, particularly at this point, as things have escalated to this degree. And we need to find a path towards peace, lest you be drafted. But uh these people just, you look at the polls. Actually, let me, let me show you the polls. For, for the sake of this end of the segment, I'll just show you right here that 18 to 29 year olds overwhelmingly favor Democrats. So to all of you, I bid you farewell <laughs> as you go off to fight this war for me. What's I don't want you to. What's the maximum age but... to get drafted? So it's eight, they say 18 to 25. Um, However, so will they get drafted? Right, okay. but, but when it comes to actual war, they definitely broaden the oh. yeah. So they'll they'll they'll, they'll conscript fifty year olds. It's not it's not as practicality. But let's let's talk about the story. This is good news, I suppose. If you don't like war, 
it's not necessarily absolute great news because neocons, Republicans have their warmongers as well. But the New York Times says Republicans gain edge as voters worry about economy. Times Siena poll finds. Here's what I find interesting. Right now, a bunch of polls are dropping and they've mirror inverted on their findings. Two weeks ago, it's like Democrats plus five. Now it's flipped Democrats plus five. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How is this happening in the span of a week? Maybe it was all propaganda BS and the pollsters are lying. They're really bad at their jobs. That one's true because they keep getting it wrong. Or maybe Joe Biden tried a quid pro quo with Saudi Arabia. It backfired. Gas prices are now skyrocketing right before the election. Surprise, Biden. Now we're getting the October surprise and people are saying no. And the economy, it's the economy, stupid. Mm -hmm. So there we go. What do you think? Republicans going to take it now the polls are shifting or are they always going to take it? Or I mean, or or do they lose? I don't know. Well, if Republicans win, then they'll announce that they're in a recession. Right now, right. we're in yeah. denial about that. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that, that's going to be a bad thing because that's when things are going to get really bad. Yeah. Because the media will say now we're in recession and then the rich people will stop spending, get scared. But then it's already happening. Worse. But the, you're right. The media won't admit it. They're going, well, we're yeah. not really in a recession. The, the day after the election, if they announce Republicans take the House, they go, oh, it's a recession, by the way. And they changed the definition of recession on Wikipedia, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they... Well, this is, this is the interesting thing. Colloquially, we have always called it two periods, two quarters of negative growth, but it's never been an official governmental definition. So now they're playing a semantic game where, of course, the president's administrations have in the past, even Pelosi, as recent as I think earlier this year, all defined a recession as two quarters of negative growth. The moment it happens for political reasons, they go, no, 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 no. that's not the real definition. Right. So yeah. it's all BS. Take a look at this, though. I find this really interesting. So in the polling, Likely voters, 49 to 45, favoring Republicans. Men, 50 to 45. Women, 47, 47. So women are split, but dudes are 5% more Republican. What I find really interesting is that 18 to 29-year-olds, 52% favor Democrats. 30 to 44, 50% favor Democrats. 45 to 64 is 38% for Democrats. And then you have 65 and older, which is 48 to 48. So the interesting thing is the only demographic by age which opposes Democrats is 45 to 64. Does that That's mean for, there's more 45 to 64 year olds than 30 to 40 than, than 18 to 44 year olds? I wouldn't be surprised because people aren't having kids. But how is it that 18 to 44, these two different age groups overwhelmingly favor the Democrats, but 45 to 64 is almost two to one Republican. And that results in a 49% lead for Republicans over 45. Is Gen Xers just a bigger generation or something? Or what is that? Some boomers are in there, I guess. I don't know. I find it I, interesting that like the oldest age group gets more lived out. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I, I was polled in this. I was saying this oh, yeah, earlier. This that. is Siena poll. I was actually polled in this. I've never been polled before. I didn't think they actually polled conservative. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not anyone. a registered Republican. So maybe that had something to do with it. I'm Did registered you, independent. Um, um, no, but this is all likely voters. This is all, yeah, yeah. Likely so voters. In, you, in, you probably said you're favoring Republican. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm 39. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're in so that. So I'm in that. Yeah. I don't trust it. It's only 792 likely voters. It's like a not, it's not that good of a sample size. Getting over a thousand is typically better. It's not, it's not the worst, but it's low. Yeah. But here's the other interesting factor. This is national. This is not swing, swing districts. So when you look at actual swing district polling, if the national polls are this bad, and this includes safe blue and safe red districts. Yo, it's looking apocalyptically bad for Democrats right now with like a couple weeks before the midterm election. Mm-hmm. Good good news? I don't know. 
Well, you know, I'm skeptical of both political parties, especially with how much uh, disastrous foreign policies came from Republicans and right wingers all throughout the last few years. There is a battle within the party, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Any politician, I just I, I just see them. I said this before the show, all as welfare queens. I'm not a fan of any of them. Is it going to really change things? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm more skeptical. I do believe the real change is going to happen with individuals losing faith in the institutions and becoming more mm-hmm. personally responsible for themselves and making the right decisions with every small action that they make, whether it's their thoughts, whether it's their dollar, whether it's their vote. And, and I think truly on a local level, it's going to matter a lot more. So is this going to matter? Is this going to change our perspective? I don't know. I see the baseline Republican Party going along with, you know, the the, the, the COVID policies, the, the war policies, and I don't see much changing from it, to be honest with you. I mean, I kind of feel like there's at least enough good Republicans who are running who are going to block a lot of these efforts. The issue is half the Republican Party is establishment shills. Even if the Republicans get get a majority, those Republicans will vote with Democrats in favor of war and the House will keep funding all this stuff. Yeah, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mitt Romneys uh, are are definitely Mm -hmm. peculiar Republicans, to say the least. Uh, But there hasn't really been a full shift and there's been a big pushback against a lot of the populist Republicans that actually do talk about what people want and need and and, and talk about the changes that would actually make a difference here. But uh, to me, you know, I'm just a skeptical skeptical person, so I could just be too pessimistic. Are you guys optimistic or pessimistic? There there is the new wave of like the Carrie Lakes coming up and that looks hopeful. But I mean, yeah, traditionally, like Republicans don't ever really do shit when they're in power. So it doesn't exactly make me hopeful to yeah. see that and think things are going to change. But they're interestingly, kind of, though, oh, sorry, they're kind of the party that just sits on their butt. One hundred percent. Sorry. Yeah. Go well, ahead. well, but our 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 populists are very against the establishment and, and speaking out against us. Yeah. As you said, of course, the establishment's on the way. But look at the left. Look at their so-called populists, like the 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 progressives, the squad people. Yeah. They just fall right in line. You know, if you had a coalition between the AOCs who should be against this kind of stuff and the Marjorie Taylor Greens. Who knows what could be accomplished, but they're they're whipped by Nancy Pelosi, and there you have it. Yeah, more it's, it's going to be their fault. We're going to war. It's going to be the populist left. You know, I kind of feel like there's a strong possibility Pelosi won't be in office after this. Yeah. Well, maybe the speakership. I don't know. Is she she's not planning on retiring? She said she's re- running for re-election, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. And then there's no way she loses in that district. No way. But I wonder. I don't, I don't know if she'll be speaker. That that's I'm just hearing scuttlebutt that it sounds like, you know, for, for the Democrats, they're not expecting that to be to be Pelosi. Hmm. Is it because she's going to pass away or something like that? Why do you think? What's the reason why that's they say that? No, because Republicans are going to win. Oh. When Republicans win, they'll just they'll vote for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, does that mean it's Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. I'm just hearing some scuttlebutt behind the scenes that it sounds like preparations are like there's an expectation. I can just put it. That, I, I, I can't. I don't want to. You know out any source or anything, but it sounds like there's expectation that she will not be speaker at the very mm-hmm. least and maybe not even be in office, although that seems like the longer shot. It just seems like she's not going to be speaker of the House. It's going to be interesting to see because uh, it, it's definitely a very fast-changing political landscape. Anything could happen. We're still, you know, in October, there could be a lot of surprises coming our way. I think there will be. Uh, it's already been an absolutely crazy news cycle. I think it's only going to get a lot crazier from here. Oh, man, you know, that's the thing. We're... We talked about this before, October surprises. How many October surprises have there already been? Man, <laughs> Tulsi right. Gabbard quits the Democratic Party, launches a show right in October. Mm-hmm. So they want they want uh, six months in jail for Steve Bannon. They're uh-huh. pushing, and $200,000 fine. What else do, what else do we Walker. have? Herschel Walker. 
Herschel Walker was it? Oh yeah, Yeah, the the, the, abortion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's like a machine gun of October surprises. Just not going to stop. I wonder if they tried to make the Roger Stone thing one, like just hoping people would fall for it. Oh yeah, the Roger Stone thing. Yeah, Yeah, that was crazy. We'll talk about that one in a second too. But we've got a whole bunch of October surprises, and I wonder if any of it really messed. Oh, the Nancy Pelosi thing, where she's like, "This is the moment I've been waiting for." (laughs) I, I can't believe they thought that was, was that supposed to be good for Democrats? Yeah. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi saying she was waiting for trespassing at the Capitol that like like she wanted it to happen. I mean, they loved it, though. If you look at like all the blue check libs posting about it, they were yes, queening about it. Yeah. The second wow. <laughs> but she's saying she expected it to happen. Right. I had a camera crew. Yeah. That's How interesting. What's the official story for why she had a camera crew? Did they even bother thinking of an excuse? Yeah. It's just it was there. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, a lot of people expected a lot of problems and a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's just there was a lot fair. of protests. There was a lot of websites. There was a lot of people saying, yeah, we're going to go do this and we're going to cause trouble. So I, I, absolutely, she was ready. She, she's the queen of insider information. So <laughs> you got to understand, she knows things that Warren Buffett doesn't even know. Right. So she's a very powerful lady with a lot of money, with a lot of influencers. With a, well, in the Game of Thrones, they have that, uh, that minister, part of the round table. That's the, the minister of whispers. That's pretty much Nancy Pelosi. That's who she is. Yeah. Uh, she, she knows everything before it even happens. So obviously oh, she saw I got, it that's, that's a really good idea for a skit. Maybe Seamus could do this one for Freedom Tunes where it's like, it's a carnival and you go to Polanski. Uh, you go to Polanski. Why do I call her Polanski? You go to Pelosi's. <laughs> she's got like a, a cart and you go inside it and she reads your fortune, tells you the future. <laughs> you should invest in Tesla right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> and then she turns around and she's like, I vote yes on the bill to support more Tesla funding. <laughs> and then it's like the people are like, wow, she was right. I made a fortune. <laughs> she's a psychic. That's how it goes, man. I'm impressed that she keeps doing like. You, no matter how many times anyone complains about it, beyond the left, the left and the right are complaining about these 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 Congress people, Senate or House, who just make all the right bets. Yeah, mm-hmm. right when they need to make it happen for some reason, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's little support on banning uh, members of Congress from from trading on Wall Street. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder oh, absolutely, so or regulations, or accountability, or some transparency. Oh, right. Let's go. No, there's so many like viral TikToks of people just investing in exactly what Nancy Pelosi does and just. And they banned those accounts, accounts apparently. Yeah. Yeah, did they, they did. really? Yeah, that's yeah. so they disgusting. Did. Wow. Yep. Let's talk about this Roger Stone video. We have this story oh, from yeah. Insider. New video shows Roger Stone warning Trump will get his brains beaten if he runs for president again. So here's 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 what I see. Let me see if I. Where do I have this tweet? Okay, that's not it. Where did I put the tweet? <laughs> jump scare. Do I not have the? Okay. Oh, it's right here. It's literally right here. What was that? Jump scare. Uh, so here's the tweet from Christopher Goldbranson. It says, "Footage from January twentieth, twenty twenty-one. Stone supports impeaching Trump. Run again, and you'll get your effing brains beaten." What you can notice right here is I as I froze. Uh, actually, let me just play the. Actually, I don't know if I can play the video because he swears a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. But. A lot. In the video, and then he also makes a threat. You notice you can't see his mouth. His hand is covering his mouth. And he's saying, like, I'm going to come out in support of impeachment. I saw this video on Twitter. I didn't know about the greater context, but I noticed it looked really weird. And then I noticed, let me, let me see if I can zoom in. I noticed something when I was watching it. Take a look at this as I play it slowly. Look at his mouth. You can't really see it, can you? And then we get to this point near the end and just wait for it. And there it is, and uh, boom. Right there. His mouth is gone. I understand video artifacting, it happens. But when I watched this video without any context, 
I saw that and it looked really strange to me because nothing else but his mouth artifacted. Nothing else. Yeah. It, it, it's perfectly just on his mouth. Nothing else. Well, you, usually you get artifacting. It's not going to be so specific. Mm-hmm. Now you can argue it's just a low quality grainy video. But I saw that and I was just like, where did his mouth go? Why does his mouth just outright disappear right there? Like, what about the footage makes it just vanish? Typically, when you like, like I mentioned, artifacting doesn't isolate on a specific location when everything else is moving in the scene. Mm-hmm. Roger Stone later claimed it was a deep fake. And he said another deep fake video conflating my statements about Biden with Trump. I don't know any of that. I don't know who Christopher Goldbrandston is and why I should believe he is a journalist of credibility or merit. Right. Well, this footage was actually provided to the January 6th panel. And obviously, where's his mouth? Roger is saying that, it, that it's a deep fake. But this was allegedly after uh, Donald Trump told Roger Stone that he's not going to get a pardon. And Roger Stone allegedly blamed Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner for this. And when we look at Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they did represent more of the establishment wing of his political administration. Um, and, you know, this this doesn't look good, whether it's fake or real. Roger, Roger Stone says it's fake. Um, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this particular uh, you know, aspect. But when you look at the basic story, you know, it kind of adds up. Is it real? Is it not? I don't know. Look at this. Just, 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 just look at this. Like. That doesn't look real. Why, if he's going to say a word, does his mouth vanish for no reason like that? And the mm-hmm. fact that even when his mouth is moving, his hand is covering it almost the entire time. Exactly. It's like that, how convenient. That's very weird. And my mind's kind of blown because when you showed me this before we went What's on, the next frame? Just go back and forth between. I it. did. Look. Yeah. His mouth is there as it part of the disappears. shot. Then it just disappears. And then you get that. It looks weird. Look at that right there. Anyway, we can look at that. That looks weird. version of this. No, this right, is the version. This, this, this is the this is the version that went has got the million views. Maybe it's real. Maybe I'm just you know weird. But look right there. See how his mouth doesn't line up with his cheek. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just making fun of Roger Stone for being ugly. Maybe it's a real <laughs> video. You know what I mean? Yeah, but ugly doesn't make your mouth disappear. And you could maybe argue it's just low low resolution footage and it's an artifact. But look, man, I edit videos all day every day for only the mouth to disappear in that one frame. Watch yeah. the frame from, from this frame to the next. The only thing that artifacts is the mouth. I just think that's very weird. And if I, it again, is a deep fake, it's kind of scary because Insider here is reporting it as fact. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Yeah. If watching this and trying to be factual to the best of my abilities, my response is I don't know. However, if I was working privately as someone who's been editing video for, I'm going on 24 or five years, I've been working in uh, digital video editing since I was like 12 years old, I've been editing videos, working flash animations, designing websites and things like that. If someone privately came to me and said, this is video real, I'd say my opinion would be no. Right. Mm -hmm. As someone who's trying to report facts, I have no idea. Like, if I can't give you a definitive statement, I would just say, I don't know. But my personal, my professional opinion, having worked with video, I have uh, uh, I have friends who do composite manipulation. We do some of this stuff for Cast Castle with the weird effects. This to me looks like they manipulated his mouth. Or yeah. he could be a lizard person that's shape-shifting uh, right now, well, that's... right in the frame of this video. I'm, I'm joking. Right. Being facetious. I, I just want to make sure it's clear. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It's legitimate, real footage. And Roger Stone is just trying to weasel out but I have a few questions if that's the case. Why would Roger Stone be embarrassed about something he willfully said in front of a camera crew that he invited to be in front of him? Right. Yeah. This isn't an undercover video. They're doing a shoot. Right. I right. mean, they're right. with him the whole time. Yeah. Why would he now go, oh, no, they recorded me when I chose for them to be there in front of me recording me when I grabbed my phone and said everything. 
I just don't. It just the whole thing. Well, I'm performing for a camera. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Well, it could be when he just got the news, he got overly emotional. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, But I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It could be a number of possibilities. It would would be good if you get like a video expert to look at the video and the codec and to see exactly what it came from. We could get a raw video sample and then go from there. Look at his mouth right here. In this this, day and age, we, we can't believe anything or anybody. Look how his mouth like... It could just be bad video. Like I'll, I'll yeah, say, all right. That's weird. Look at that though. Yeah. Like curl, you, you uh, see on the top of his lip right there, how the yeah. side of his lip curls up. You yes. see kind of those darker pixels around the corner right there. That doesn't look normal at all. No, not at all. The, your lips don't move like that. The oh, shadow doesn't that look like that either. Like... Yeah, it's too weird. His mouth isn't moving with his face in this frame. No. Like, look, when I watched this video before I knew anything about it, I thought it looked really weird because you can't see his mouth, and when you can, it behaves strangely. Mm-hmm. Then I saw a, a news story. I think it was The Hill or something. And I was like, what? Mm. And, they were, and then they were like, Roger Stone claims it's a deep fake. And I was just like, yeah, that's weird. Well, if it's a deep fake, it's a pretty scary precedent being set that they can just report it as facts and they deal with the ramifications afterwards. Mm-hmm. People are also saying, look at the ear in the comments right now. Oh. And some people are saying it's a low bit rate. Yeah, it could uh, be a low bit rate. I mean, uh, to be completely honest, yeah. I, I don't want to... What, what about the ear? What's the ear doing? I don't know. I'm just hearing a whole bunch of people in the chat room. Look at the yeah, ear. Look at the ear. Look at the ear. Oh, the did ear. it kind of jump? His ear or something? I mean, he's got a phone pressed up against it in a car that's moving. What's strange yeah. to me is the way his mouth moves and the way his mouth is covered. I find that, like, his mouth disappears in this frame. Yeah. There's like, one other frame you went through that we didn't talk about where, like, the mouth, like, connects to the background. It was really weird. Where? I think you may want a little past it now. I just thought. Right the, there. That looks weird. Yeah, it, the, to me, the lips just look too unnatural. I think it would knows. be really funny if it turns out the video is totally legit and we're just making fun of him for having a weird mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that is a possibility here. Like, when I saw this, what looks strange to me is this looks like it's an anime character's face in this, in this shot. Because for those that are, have watched anime, you'll know that they draw the head and then the mouth is separate. Mm-hmm. So you'll see lips, but the mouth moving and the lips aren't. Like, so this, I don't know, you know, hey, look, maybe we're just making fun of Roger Stone for being ugly, okay? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all it is. I have no idea. Who's to say? All I know is if someone came to me and asked me if I thought it was authentic, I would immediately isolate the part where his mouth disappears and says, this doesn't look, doesn't look right. You know, it's it, the problem with, with video, it's a lot easier to check audio because with audio, you can see where breaks happen mm-hmm. in the, in like the, the spectral analysis and things like that. Yeah. With video, you have the video. And people can easily be like, it's grainy low res. Okay, well, why did he post a grainy low res? He certainly filmed this in 4K, didn't he? Yeah, that's but the he chose crew. he chose to po- post the artifacted 480 version? Seriously, yeah, why? Serious question. Why is his hand covering his mouth the whole time? Why did Roger Stone agree to be interviewed and say all these things, but then deny he said them? And why did they post the low res version? All, look. I don't know who Christopher Goldbranson is. And I think if you blindly trust him, then I got a bridge to sell you. But it could be legit. For all I know. I don't know, man. Yeah, what do you think? You think Roger Stone actually turned on Trump and Ivanka and Jared and all that? Or do you think we got a dark future ahead of us where no name, people you've never heard of can post these things without risk of their reputation and that's why they do it? Yeah, I think that is the future, right? I'm seeing more and more all the time. Like even on my Instagram discovery page, it'll be a video of like a celebrity and it looks so real and you click it and it's clearly not, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's getting better and better, which is pretty terrifying. Well, he didn't get a second pardon. Kodak Black did, uh, but not Roger Stone. (laughs) So 
Right. So maybe he's really, really mad. Could be. Potentially. He's saying that he was talking about Biden. I know journalists do that. Yeah. They'll, they, 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 look, oh, man, yeah. people, they ask, like, should I do the interview with, you know, this mainstream company? I'm like, no. Because they'll say something like this. Um, what's your least favorite food? What's your least favorite food? Like, makes you sick. I, I, I'm really put on the spot. I like yeah. the food from last night that I hated at the restaurant. It was the <laughs> sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. I'm like, you need yeah, to eat, like more yeah. okay, okay. eat more of this. Yeah, okay. Eat more of this. How does how does how, how does it how how would you describe the taste of sauerkraut? Ugh. Well, it was like sour, but it was also like slimy. It was just nasty, cold. And then what they'll do is they'll ask a different question and edit that question in front yeah. of your response. Tim Pool is nasty, slimy, cold. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be like, yeah. how do you feel about Trump? Oh, it's just nasty and slimy and yeah. cold. And then you'll be like. But I was asked a different question, and they'll say, "All we did was play a video of what you actually right. said. Right? Yep. We didn't. We didn't take it. You know. Now that's an extreme example, but I have seen oh, that happened. happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. They play dirty games. They'll they'll take two different quotes from you and put them together. Yep. Side by side, and then say, "No, no, those are real quotes." Well, here's how you do it in print journalism. You put a comma, he said, comma in between. Exactly. So mm -hmm. it's just, so you know. I was sitting with Blair White. I say ten more sentences, and then. Whatever I say at the end, exactly. Take out those sentences, put in comma. Yeah. He said, and then you could. Mm, that's the trick. That's the legal way to get around it in journalism. That's how. That's how yep. slimy people do it. You could say something know, like, you know, uh, did you vote for Trump? Uh, did you vote for Trump? Yes. So uh, tell me about why you voted for Trump. Uh, I felt like I was stuck in a rock in a hard place between him and Hillary. Blair then went on to say that she felt sick, slimy, and cold. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's and that's not that it it's left legal. A slick, sick, slimy, and cold taste in her mouth. Yep, right. exactly. Yeah, that's that, how you that, get away that with she it. experienced. Uh -huh. And and the best part is they can even choose not to quote you if the quote isn't perfect. They'll say Blair then went on to ex then went on to express extreme disgust over a taste in her mouth. Yeah. Right. So they, because That's the quote would have done. been like sauerkraut's nasty. Uh -huh. They'll just and it's and it's true and they get away with it. And sometimes they don't even bother like trying to lie very well because there was a Sun article that covered one of my videos talking about fat positivity mm -hmm. and the headline was like woman says she hates fat people. And I never said that in the video. I'm like how can you even say says something I didn't say? The fuck? Yeah. Because it's an opinion. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the amazing thing is if you sue and be like, I never said those words. They'll be like, when we said says, we meant implied through through action and words. We uh, didn't say verbatim. We didn't put quotes slimy. on it, and you, they get away with it. Yeah. I had a news outlet combine two different quotes that were ten minutes apart to make a false quote. Oh, yeah. And then when they got when the, when the subject threatened to sue them, they corrected the article saying I there was an error in my quote as if to imply I'm the one who made a mistake. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk about 
dirty. That's yep. slimy. This is why I had the SPLC do that yeah. to me as well. The Southern Poverty Law Center. They took a quote from the beginning of my speech and then brought another one all the way at the end to make me sound like I was calling for a violent revolution when I was calling for an evolution when it came to people being responsible for themselves and smart. They cut all that out. That's crazy. It just made me sound like well, a violent lunatic on their hit list, which was absolutely disingenuous, unfair, and you know illegal in, in many instances. And they were sued by other people successfully uh, and had to retract a lot of that stuff. They deleted their their falsehoods on me, but I, I made sure every conversation I had with them, I recorded it, and they were just blanket-faced That doesn't liars. work, though. People say, like, if you do an interview, record it. No. Even if you record it, they're going to be able to lie about you, and your recording yep. proves nothing mm -hmm. because you don't reach their audience. Very you fine reach people. your audience. Very fine people is a right, perfect example exactly. of this. Perfect example of this. You can listen to Trump yes. saying, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists and the neo-Nazis because yep. they should be condemned totally. Yep. And even though if you watch the raw video, you know he did not say these yes. things, the media gets away with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you're right. You only reach your audience. It's like you can have a huge following and still get lied about, and that's the narrative forever, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not your audience. They say sometimes, like, try and control as much of it as you can. And so my advice is if you're if you're an expert in media relations and um, tr and you have media training, then you should do the interviews and make sure you phrase everything as perfectly as possible mm -hmm. to make it so they cannot do anything. Typically, what I'll do when I respond to journalists is I give them very spe specific legal language. I know what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. I'll break words apart from other words so that they so. Simply put, I will give a very precise legal response, very, very, very precise, that if they attempt to misconstrue, I could argue actual malice. That's, that's, that's a thing you do. But if you don't know how to, get a, how to actually phrase things without them manipulating you, then they're going to do it. They're going to say, like I said, mm -hmm. Blair then expressed an extreme taste of disgust in her mouth you know, as, we, as we went on carrying the conversation. Slimy. Yeah. And that's true. So you have to make sure you line everything up very, very perfectly so that if they say that, you can then respond with, they have the email from me where I explicitly laid these points out and thus it was actual malice when they presented that false you know, narrative. Even if it's their opinion, if it's very clearly in, you know, the opposite of what you're saying, it's, it's, it's difficult to do. But I, I do weird things where I answer questions with like very strange sentences that will convey the idea but don't speak well. So you'll notice um, if you watch the, the last show with Ian, he was reading a quote from someone from Biden, I think. About, yeah, it was a quote from Biden about Obama. And he said, he said, uh, Biden said, it's great that we have Barack Obama. And this is Biden saying it, that he's very articulate. And this was, again, Biden saying it. And that Obama is the first clean, again, Biden saying it, African-American. Biden said that doing something like that so that mm -hmm. they can't quote you without including all of that or putting a bunch of ellipses. You just make it very, very difficult mm -hmm. for them to try and misconstrue what it is. That's like a rudimentary way to try and, they'll, they'll, but if you answer something like that, they usually will just don't even bother trying to incorporate what you said because hmm. it's too difficult to do. But you oh, answer yeah. the question mm -hmm. and then they can't lie about it. But let's jump to this next story from, New, from The Cut, New York. Turfs are boycotting Ulta Beauty. How? Ugh, I'm not ready. How <laughs> <laughs> okay, dare talk. <laughs> Last week, Ulta Beauty <laughs> featured trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney on its podcast, The Beauty Of, during which she sat down with gender fluid hairstylist David Lopez to talk about her conservative upbringing, coming out as trans and chronicling her journey on TikTok. I know I can find love. 
I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family, she said. I want to be a mob one day and I mom one day and I absolutely can. Featuring a trans woman on a podcast about girlhood was apparently too much to bear for hordes of transphobic Twitter users who are now calling for a boycott of the beauty company. Let me pause. The hashtag boycott Ulta, the, the, the women are saying it's two adult males discussing, quote, the beauty of girlhood. Let me just show for you the introduction to the podcast, which is causing outrage. And we're on day 167 of girlhood. Mr. Hollywood, I'm right here. Hollywood, zoom in on that. What, like, what, what was Dylan doing with putting the hands like that and then shaking? Like, no, no, for and like talking a, about girlhood. No, no, but what is that move? Is that a thing? That's like shaking, That's like the your, shimmy, shaking yeah. your boobs, like, like Mr. Hollywood, look at the camera type shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so this, this story's uh, been going viral. I think this, this, this video came out last week. Now they're saying boycott Estee Lauder because Estee Lauder also featured a trans person. And uh, I don't know, Blair, well, take it away. There's just like a lot to unpack. Okay. So, first of all, the idea that it's TERFs who are upset over the Ulta video seems pretty ridiculous. I mean, I get called a TERF despite the fact that I'm trans and not a feminist, which it's trans-exclusionary radical feminist. How am I both of those things? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Um, So, you know, people are upset, and honestly, it's because of Dylan Mulvaney, which, first of all, why didn't you change your name? Why are you still Dylan? Um, Second of all, there's something really creepy about, like, an adult claiming to be experiencing girlhood. Like... Even if yeah. this person's gonna run with the idea that they can become an actual woman, and even if that's the narrative, Oof. that doesn't make you a girl. So it's this weird, like, infantilizing thing that's disturbing. So, my look, I think this might be a troll. I wish. And and and, you know, I don't know how you you talk about this while trying. Look, I don't care if someone's gender fluid. I don't care if someone's trans. People can live their lives as they want to hang out. In fact, this is interesting. Blair, you brought up that you've been on the show. This is your fourth time, but we've never actually talked about any of this stuff. Not once. In fact, in the car up here, I was like, it's really cool that they don't have me just to only talk about trans stuff. Well, but like, I'm ready to finally talk about some trans stuff. <laughs> and people have been begging me to talk about Dylan Mulvaney. So. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's one of those things. Because a, a lot of trans people hate it. Gay people hate it. It's like yeah. just the stuff that Dylan says you know I don't well know. Let, me, let me play this video many of you may have seen but this like you saw the pushing the chest and shaking thing let me let me let me play this video which has been viral for some time now Ooh. six being a girl and today i'm in nature trees i love them water lakes i love them heels they're my hiking heels i love them okay so we'll just we'll just go step actually let me play this next part i love them okay come on ah, ah, ah. so First, I'll start with the hiking heels. This is why I say I feel like this is a troll. Women don't do that. This is not girlhood. There is there is nothing about wearing high heels while hiking. Women go hiking all the time. They have boots. You go to the you go to the REI and they have a women's section for athletic boots. What about being a girl means you wear high heels in the wilderness? Well, this is a sexist's idea of what right. women do, right? So it's that that's the thing about wokeness is it always comes full circle. It's like we're gonna erase stereotypes and people are more than the sum of their stereotypes and now it's back at the point where it's like actually we are all just stereotypes. <laughs> but th- like th- this, I understand why people think this individual is making a mockery or trolling yeah. them because like we're I don't we're, we're not seeing people rag on you over things like this. I know people that know Dylan and it's not a troll. It's a real person. No, I know Dylan's a real person. No, I mean, like, it's not like they really do identify as trans, and this is their, like, really disgusting, childish 
view of what that well, is. Are you sure? The because yeah. there's another video released by uh, Dylan literally talking about how we have to normalize women having bulges in their pants as they wear tight pants. A, so that, that, and, seems, and, that seems like a total troll. But, but to also, me. also another big part of the, the boycott, uh, boycott outrage was that Dylan Mulvaney did a video with a bunch of tampons, like a handful, yeah, like like a, like a, a novelty amount, saying that you know they've been carrying them around for a long time but don't need them, and then refers to women's junk as Barbie pouches, and but like <laughs> oh my god no no but like what we're seeing let me let me let me play this again I want you to listen to this I hike in heels I love them okay come on ah, ah. That laugh. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Like, <laughs> look, man, <It's> like, <laughs> this is maybe maybe they're genuine and that's just who they are and, and okay. But you know, all of these things together, which are seemingly intended to be as offensive as possible to women, like the end of this video is. Let me let me let me jump to it, where Dylan falls. Bug, watch. <laughs> falls over. Oh. Did you see that? I gotta get out of here. Very fake. Uh, Got to get out of here. Like you're wearing heels in the woods is not a thing women do. Like, yeah. like, well, and what's that outfit too? Is that like a workout, a workout bra and underwear? What is what is he wearing? So, I, I suppose. What I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, women aren't scared of bugs. There is a stereotype of women being scared of bugs, but there are many women who go hiking. Mm-hmm. There, there. I, I googled famous female uh, entomologists. There's like. Tons of women who have made major discoveries in, with insects. This just seems like Dylan is trying to insult women mm-hmm. uh, by engaging in the most extreme and offensive stereotypes possible. I'd liken it to someone putting on blackface and then screaming about fried chicken. But I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying I to call out someone I think is intentionally trying to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll say it again. Wearing high heels in the woods is a joke. Yeah. Like, I that's think- not a real thing. You know, I don't think Dylan's like trying to offend people. I think Dylan is just such a narcissist that it's just like, you know, this person went viral on TikTok. They have this huge following. I think it's just this is Dylan being a narcissist, not caring what how it looks, right? So it's the over top, over the top, like caricaturized, like oh, a bug and falling and, and acting stupid, right? It's like the stupid woman stereotype. So yeah. yeah, it's just such a narcissist. He doesn't care how it affects people. So I think that's at the beginning of the Ultra video. He said this is day 150 of girlhood. So. Right. He's newly transitioned and is documenting That was how Dylan what? got like famous, was documenting day one, day two, day three, and these oh. like really stupid videos. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it, like who does this help, right? It helps Dylan because it gets followers and yeah. whatever, but like yeah. Yeah. It, it pisses off women, definitely pisses off trans people. It just hurts everyone. And the Ulta thing, I think we were talking about earlier how it's really, it's like the market has kind of capped with women buying cosmetics. It's like now they have to sell to males. That's it right um, there. That's the answer. Right. The the reason why I think they do the beauty of so look, capitalism is why you are going to see more and more of this, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Even with the Ulta boycott, it's very few women who are going to do it. The average woman says, "I don't care about politics. I just need you know foundation one twenty two or whatever mm-hmm. number it is. I don't know. We've got we got a bunch of makeup because for people of the show when they want to cover stuff up, so we have all the different. I don't even know anything about it. But we went to like a we went to Dollar General. And I just grabbed a thing. I said, "There you go. Now we got makeup. We have a makeup department." <laughs> But so the average woman goes to Ulta and just says, I need foundation. They're not going in and be like, did you see the latest podcast with Dylan Mulvaney? What this does do, however, is for gender non-binary people, for trans people, they are expanding their market share. Mm -hmm. Ulta and Estee Lauder and these other companies are like, we have maximized the amount of money we can make. 
What do we do? Well, we can release a new top of the line eco-friendly version. It's like, we've done that over mm-hmm. and over again. What if we sell to men? Men don't wear makeup. What if we create a culture around males actually wearing makeup? Surprise, surprise. Big YouTubers that are males who wear makeup, be they trans or gay or just for like, there are just straight guys that are, you know, Metro or whatever they call it, who wear makeup. This is a, this is a maxima, maxima market share opportunity for Ulta. They're probably having meetings saying, we don't care about the culture. We care about, can we sell more? And now we can. We have just opened up half the population that we were missing before. Yeah, it's true. And there are like tutorials on YouTube for like how to wear like straight man makeup. It's like they're really expanding it, you know. But I'm gonna but, I'm gonna invest in the in the beard trimmers for women uh, industry yeah. very soon now. <laughs> right, that's an act. Who's that? Well, there's a pro athlete recently who started a makeup line, a male. Do you really? That? I think it was a Yankees player or someone. Male I mean, makeup. I mean, Jeter? male makeup has been a huge thing in Korea and K-pop scene See? for a long time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Goes. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, don't mess don't with know. K-pop fans either. When we're talking about anime fans, it's hard to talk about that. I was like, dude, don't oh, touch the padded K-pop underwear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah women got padded bras. Boys, it's time to get that padded underwear <laughs> and chicken cutlets. Those already exist. Chicken cutlets. Yeah, you don't know what chicken cutlets are. No, is no, it? it's that? you know how how you women in your bra. Yep, women, oh. how women fake dudes. <laughs> yeah, chicken wow. cutlets. Yeah, they have like literal. They, they kind of look like chicken t- cut. They're cutlets, like little but they implants. Make their, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, but like it's like, like it's like bras with. Yes. Oh no 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 no! You put it in the bra. Oh right 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 right. Woman look like she's more busty. Oh, like in the misery misery business music video. You know, Paramore. Oh, yeah, and they rip it she out. She pulls them out of the girl's bra. I'm oh, starting yeah, yeah, yeah. the Womanscape business. This is official. I needed a company. Woman I needed scape, a product. Right. Womanscape right now. <laughs> We're doing this. Anyone in the male sculpting industry, hit me up right now, and we'll do this. You know what's interesting about the Ulta thing, though, is that they had the comments turned off, and then they turned them back on. Huh. There was a bunch of hidden replies, but I think they got dragged so hard for hiding them. Now they're allowing them. But, I mean, it's bleak. It's like no one likes this stuff, and the... Mm blanket you know phrasing that it's all turfs that are upset about it it's like i don't think even 20 percent of people who are complaining about it know what a turf is right yeah there's i've seen a bunch of videos from just like run-of-the-mill college-age women being like two adult males talking about girlhood is offensive it's the weirdest thing to me though in the hierarchy of oppression that like women are now basically off mm-hmm. like women throughout history they you know they say patriarchy all these things now all of a sudden you've got biological males talking about girlhood and when a woman speaks up the woman is the problem well this is the problem with the trans movement in general and why like i learned very early on even despite being trans that i didn't want any part of it you know it's like it's not just about you for these people it's about everyone else as well so it's not just enough for dylan to be like this is me it's like dylan saying this is me and it doesn't matter how far i take it everyone just has to be cool with it you know like there used to be this goal within the trans community of like an integration into society and it's the exact opposite now. Now it's this adversarial relationship and it's a movement that poses a threat to women and children now, which I don't think any movement that even is perceived that way can survive. Well, I think, you know, thinking on a deeper level, in my own personal opinion, the last few years, there was a psychological, emotional, and physical war against men. And I think that war was very successful and it destroyed manhood, masculinity, testosterone, sperm levels, you name it. The modern man has been pretty much subjugated and destroyed. Now I think the agenda is moving up towards women. And I think the same thing's happening to women right now. And we're seeing the early phases of this larger psychological, mental, physical, and, and uh, uh, emotional attack that they're going through. Do you, do you mm-hmm. think one solution, Luke, might be that men should uh, sunbathe their testicles? 
well, you got to be careful giving too much heat on your balls because <laughs> it's actually bad. For, this is a Tucker for, Carlson for, reference. Does it work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did a video about this on my own whole members area. Should you suntan? Should you red light your balls? Uh, <laughs> short and sweet of it. I'm not going to make you go there and watch it just to get the answer. No, because it's too much heat and too much heat on on your balls is not good for you. This is why a lot of people say, you know, holding a laptop in your lap is actually really bad for you, especially when mm. it comes to your reproductive organs. Keeping your balls cool is actually what you should be doing and what a lot a, lo- a lot of fertility doctors are ter- so, telling them to do. So you're well, saying you know, skinny jeans is a conspiracy by Bill Gates to reduce the population? Could be. I don't know if it's by <laughs> Bill Gates. It's probably by the fashion industry, which is connected to, to a lot of people who love to go on that island that we love to talk mm. about, uh, Mr. Epstein's <laughs> island. Yeah. So, so the fashion industry, again, a lot of the top people, Victoria's Secret, you name it, all of those fashion moguls. There's a reason. I think personally they try to make their models look like little young boys. Um, I, I think there's a there's a reason for this specifically. There's a big connection to a lot of very sinister, really bad people. But but yeah, it, men have been essentially demasculated, uh, you know, just just kicked out, just just destroyed. I think now we're seeing the beginnings of the destruction against uh, women. And you know, I wore skinny jeans as a kid, and now look at me. So wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. just saying. No. I don't. I don't see any of this going away because no. there's more money to be made than lost. It's just that simple. You, like, like think about anything, any kind of product that has a has a small market share, and you will see them try to expand it. This is what we've been seeing across the board. The reason why you know Disney is trying to do uh, diversity is it's not because well, I, I, many of the younger employees are probably fully into the die cult, but a lot of the executives are just like we're not making enough money. Like we've capitalized the white suburban mom market. How do we get these other markets? And it's like, well, you've got to make products for those markets. Mm-hmm. So this is why there's a conspiracy theory that there's a, a mixed race agenda because all comer- like almost every commercial now shows a mixed race family. Yeah. It is not because they're trying to get people to mix to race mix. It's because they're trying to make one commercial with one budget that will be that like that will cater to a black person and a white person at the same time. Yeah. The problem is it ends up just being alienating for everybody mm-hmm. because people don't relate to these these like Right. You do a commercial where it's a family in a suburb, regardless of race, with granite granite countertops and they're pouring bowls of cereal or making Rice Krispie treats together. That is meaningless to people who live in cities. That is not a relatable mm-hmm. experience. It doesn't matter what your race is. But a lot of people are conspiracy theorists will see that and they'll be like, they're trying to convince us to, to have interracial relationships. And it's like, bro, I think that might have been like 60 something years ago. <laughs> right now, they're just trying to not spend money on marketing. That's that's right. the that's the real conspiracy. And what better way to market than to stir up controversy than to have everyone talk about you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. So, look at like Elta is probably high fiving their marketing team right now for this. Right. Like, we, did like, it, we nailed it. everyone hating and us. They're, and, and they're going through a list and they're going to be like, we got this podcast, but Timcast IRL talked about it for 20 minutes. And they're going to go, wow, right. good job, guys. And there's something to that because it's like as much as the video annoyed me and it's gross and you know, I maybe won't shop there for a couple of weeks. It's like when this is the back of my mind just gone in history, I'll just be shopping at Ulta. Like, yeah, you're gonna, you're going to be like walking down the street looking at your phone as someone criticizes this. And then you're going to look to your left at Ulta and they're going to have new shiny cosmetic and you go, oh, and then you're going to turn your phone off, exactly. walk inside and buy it. <laughs> exactly. But I don't mean that like even for you, I mean like most people. It's like, true. Look at all the things Netflix has done. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet tons of people who watch would, would still have Netflix. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, you had cuties. Cuties. Mm-hmm. You also had, uh, you still have Big Mouth, which I can't believe exists as a TV show. What's what was Big that? Mouth? Yeah. It's about uh, prepubescent or, or I guess pubescent children having, you know, adult inter- interactions. It's like their puberty monster, right? It's like their, their monster. Yeah, it's, 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 it's children going through puberty and them showing it. Right, right. Like naked little girls and like, you know, little boys. What's the purpose? Yeah. It's it's funny to them, I guess. I, I don't know. Funny. I don't, is it yeah. like a, a reality? Like documentary It's a cartoon. Series? It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon where the characters are voiced by adults. It's okay. on like season seven or something. And they've been subject to repeated controversies. One where mm. it had like 12-year-old girls. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cartoons, mind you, but naked, walking around in a bathhouse with a bunch of other naked women, singing about why their bodies are beautiful. And the left was like, it's body positivity. It's fine. And people were like, why are they making a show about sexualized children? Then they came out with cuties. It's not the first time they've done this. But despite all of this, I'm willing to bet a ton of people who listen to the show and agree that it's bad still have Netflix accounts. I personally don't. I tell other people not to have it. Other people I know who work here, they've got them. And so it's like, what are you going to do? Here's what I even say. Become a member at TimCast.com. Smash the like button, all that stuff. However... I know that it's not completely reasonable to tell everybody to just cancel their entertainment. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Hulu, Netflix, Amazon have all done these bad things, people want the shows that are good or the shows that are bad. But in the end, the money that, that you pay ends up going to the bad stuff. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to make culture and make content, and it's just not easy. We're competing with multi-billion dollar corporations, and we are a company of like 30 people. But I'm hoping that with what The Daily Wire is doing, with what we're doing, and of course many others, eventually people will just be like, I don't, I don't want Netflix for political reasons, mm-hmm. but I also don't need Netflix because these other platforms are creating something that's entertaining enough for me. Right. I'm surprised there was a show on Netflix actually promoting people going through puberty at all, because usually they're trying to like block people's puberty <laughs> yeah. now. Well, yeah, you're trying to create new customers with, with getting men to buy makeup. I mean, when you're convincing kids to become trans, you're talking about mm-hmm. millions of dollars per patient. Well, the, yeah, the money's mm-hmm. also in that, too. And there's a conversation yeah, to be had exactly. about big pharma and how, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, trans surgeries, are, it's going to become like a billion dollar industry now. And right. like, what wow. better way than to include kids, you know, when yeah. historically that's just not the case. It was always like one or two one offs in Sweden or one of these more progressive European countries yeah. and now it's like mm-hmm. kids in Texas. The, yeah. the end result of so much of this, whether intentional or not, is population reduction. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, you, you can argue there's a conspiracy theory to do it. I don't know about any of that. I don't know their intentions. I know Bill Gates has said he wants to reduce population growth, but all of these things, even war, less people. Yeah. 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 Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share this show. Take the URL, post it wherever you can. Be the notification. People are pointing out that they're not getting notifications anymore, so you can hit the notification bell or just be it. Be the notification. Post it on social media. Send messages to your friends. It helps us out when you uh, spread the show via word of mouth, so we really do appreciate it. And become a member at TimCast.com because we're going to have that very spicy, uncensored members show coming up at 11 p.m. Should be fun. All right, Ferret Man says, did you guys watch Oddballs? As I had mentioned on Thursday in my Super Chat, what'd you think of it? I looked into it. I didn't watch it. Um, I think we were sharing it in our in our company chats and people were like, 
some people had watched it. I didn't watch it, but I saw uh, like the gist of it a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys seen it? I Apparently, not. Fauci's I've the bad guy in one of the episodes. Like it's an illusion to Fauci or something. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, when I was growing up in the 90s as a young girl, I wish there were men to explain to me what I was going through and how to use my Barbie pouch. Right, that's <laughs> the other thing, right? Wasn't like mansplaining some yeah, concept like two years ago? <laughs> this was not anymore. Yeah, like, what yeah, is right? this? It, yeah. This is the definition. Yeah. Yeah, quite literally. It's All right. Gaff says the 80% mortality rate was in mice down from 100 the story said that when they gave the Omicron to the mice, none of them died. And when they gave the Omicron S, 80% died. So are, 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 you, are you saying that the alpha strain killed them 100%, but the Omicron S modified was only 80%? Like either way, it's a really bad, highly infectious virus, yeah. I guess. 80% is crazy. <clears throat> Jack Bailey says, Tim, what brand of clothes do you wear? I want to dress up like you for Halloween so I can draw my students into your right wing world. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what the Daily Beast wrote. They wrote Tim Pool using MAGA butt rock to lure people into his right wing well, world or whatever. Not MAGA butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> we have another song coming out November 4th, overtly political, meant to be somewhat offensive to the establishment. So I'm excited for that. But uh, but yeah, what clothes are I don't know. Um, the pants are Volcom Solver. Uh, what shoes am I wearing? I'm wearing, uh, are these the Joslins? I'm wearing Chris Joslin's yeah. shoes. I'm, I'm mm. Etnies. They're some of the best skate shoes I've ever worn, to be honest. Chris Johnson, he knows what's up with his shoes, for sure. And um, uh, I don't know. This is a shirt I got off Amazon. I shouldn't buy it there. Ian yells at me. He's right, too, as well. See, that's another point. I complain about all this stuff, and Ian points out we don't wear American clothes. We buy our garbage from Amazon. I'm like, right. you're right, yeah, man. That's true. Yeah, Granted, true. I did buy all these shirts well before he, he made me realize that, and I haven't bought any since. So hmm. I will try my best, or I will say definitively, moving forward, any new stuff I buy, I have like 500 shirts. So this shirt I'm wearing, I think I have like 60 of them. People don't, people don't understand. Um, when you're filming stuff, I'll tell you why I wear the same thing. I have like three outfits I wear all the time. When, I would, when you go out to film documentaries, when, you're going, when we're filming Cast Cast or whatever, if I'm going to be in it, it is super annoying when it's like you've got to go change your outfit because it doesn't mm -hmm. match what we filmed previously. Mm. I would travel on shoots for Vice and they'd be like only, they would say buy five of the same shirt because we need, you need to wear the same thing every day for continuity in case we have to put something from the end, an interview before a different interview. So I'm just like, okay, I just wear the same thing every day. So you're lucky. If I wear the same thing twice, people are like, oh, are you broke now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh. I suppose. Yeah, but hey, shout out. Uh, November 4th, we have a new song coming out. We're really excited for it. We think it's going to do really well because it's overtly political, heavily uh, critical of what's going on in the world, war, the establishment, uh, the media, all that stuff. So um should be good. And then we're going to be doing a music video, which I think might get us sued. But, you know, hey, yeah, that's what we're going to do it anyway. You should do a song with Tom McDonald. Uh, I've awesome. talked to him. Yeah, he's just a busy guy, you know. But Tom, uh, big fan. He just came out with the song Sheeple. It was really good. Yeah, he's the best, nicest guy, too. Yeah, and you're in one of his videos. Yeah, he had me. it has 20 million views. It's the most <laughs> thing I've ever done. And I'm like, oh, my God. Never done a music video. I just wow. rolled up and did it in one, an hour. I was like, okay. Amazing. All right, Jake Jones says Luke is a fed. That is all. Confirmed. Nice. <laughs> That's a good reaction. He all told right. me so. Mystery guest says, would you, uh, would you make an in-person exception for PSA Sitch? Sitch is the smartest political commentator on the internet. If you don't know Tim, you should know. I am familiar with PSA Sitch. We only do in-person interviews. Uh, yeah. 
I just, I really loathe over like digital interviews. What we could do though is a masked interview. So we've mm. talked with some people who are uh, anonymous personalities, but who like, they're publicly anonymous, but privately communicate with various journalists and people we know. And we've said, if you do want to come in person for the show, we'll just have, we won't put a camera on you. So you will be in person with us. We can talk to you and have a real conversation, but no one will see you. And a few people have expressed interest in doing that. So that's a possibility. But it's also some people don't want even us to know who they are. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like digital interviews, man. They just, I don't know. I don't like, they don't work. There's no soul. Yeah, there's no like Luke putting in balloons under his shirt and then us having <laughs> to interrupt him and stuff, you know, yeah. things like that. Things like that. They're important. All right, let's see. Adam Wilbur says, filter out the bass a bit more, please. My subwoofer goes crazy when I played this in the living room. Mm. I don't think we do anything to the bass at all. We don't, but we can we can do that slightly off, but I'll try and add a little bit to that. We don't really have any subwoofer thing. It's also hard to hear through the headphones in that way, so. I don't know. Maybe it's just your bass is too good. Yeah, Maybe you be. should turn your bass down. Sounds like you're sub loud. Yeah. Zach, 2007, says, I'm active duty, and I was called out by an official Navy Facebook page for pushing equity. I reached out to your company and and expose the Navy threatening me openly would love to have you report on it. Interesting. Um, man, I don't know how, how to facilitate that uh, communication other than if someone from the news team is listening, there it is. We'll have to figure out a better a better way. Void Redder says, Tim, why doesn't your store sell a beanie? Only a shirt with a beanie on it. Yeah. That won't keep my brain warm. Got the notification on my phone tonight. Hey, that's good news. It's because Teespring doesn't have functional beanies. That's it. I've talked to a bunch of different companies. The really good beanies that I have are like skate beanies that you can wear in the summer that you're meant to like they're meant to be skateboarded in. And for some reason, every company that does custom merch, even distributors cannot make them. And I'm like, then where are they getting them from? Yeah, like, it's like yeah. Vietnam or something. Well, when Teespring adds it, that's going to be your number one. Best I seller. talked to them about <laughs> it. And I said, here's here's an example of some of the hats from some of the companies. And they're like, we were unable to source any of these. And I was uh -huh. like, okay. And so we we get companies sending us samples, and they're just really awful. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear them or sell them. They're just, they're just not good. Mm. Yeah, Gonk says shout out Blair for being hot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Culture Abduction says, hey Tim, love the show so much. Y'all are great. And do you know a channel called Vlogging Through History? He knows a lot about the Civil War and other history topics. Let me uh, let me write that down. Vlogging through history. There you go. There we go. Write it down. Yeah, you saw him do it. Iggy the Incubus says, "Doesn't Kanye? Didn't Kanye also work with Trump on the First Step Act? I think he might be trying to to be more than just an artist at this point. Hmm. Maybe, maybe I don't know. All right, what do we got? Let's grab some more. Jake CB says, "Doesn't buying Parlor also give Kanye a stake in parallel economy? I don't think so." That's Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Peps McGee says, Luke gave me a shout out last week about my wedding on Saturday. Can I have a congrats about my new wife and I? Love the show. Nick and Denise. Congratulations. Absolutely. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> like, where you at? Come on. Yeah. He's calling you out. <laughs> Almighty Media says, Chadwick looks like a healthy, stable Hunter Biden. <laughs> Thank oh, you kind of do. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, you kind of do. I'll take that. 
<laughs> There's a handsome man in there somewhere. Like a non-cracked out yeah, man. Not- <laughs> yeah, not yeah. <laughs> Iron Heed says, Yo, Blair, saw you in Tom McDonald's Snowflakes music video. Yeah, also, Tim, about. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, the cookie episode. The cookies were made from bugs. Oh, no bugs, right. no pods. Love all y'all. Wow. Oof. Oh, yeah. For real. No, check it out. Yeah, Tom McDonald's rad. Big fan. He uh, he released Sheeple. You guys should check it out. You should buy it. Support the support the music. It's good. I was yeah. really impressed yeah. how he how he he did some of this. I, he, these are amazing music videos. And he his team is so small. It's him, yeah. his girlfriend, and like one other person. Wow, no that's way. amazing. Yeah, and you just roll up and they just film it. It's crazy. The Chronicles of Chris says, "Did you see the story about the former FBI cybersecurity specialist who said he thinks eighty percent of Twitter is bots?" I believe it. Yeah, I would too. I absolutely believe it. Yeah. They ban, and the reason people are like, I got banned from Twitter. Yeah, because you're a real person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people don't realize they're watching this show. We're all AI generated. Yeah, it's it's a computer. There's no real me. Really good deep fakes. No real us. Yeah. And then people get surprised when they see me in public. They're like, I thought you were fake. (laughs) Nope, nope. Real people. Real people. Uh, Okay. Music DC guy says, Ian Malcolm and Jurassic Park had it right. The scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop and think if they should. Oh, hey, that's what I was saying. That was from Jurassic Park? Yeah, it was. I thought that was like a grand, like, no, no, quote no. from like, like Aristotle. Yeah, some smart. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not Aristotle because it's too relevant, but maybe right. like Oppenheimer or something. Yeah, or, you yeah. Know. No, I, believe, I believe the question he said you guys were so preoccupied with whether you could, you didn't stop to think whether you should. I think is the quote, how the quote goes. I don't know. Someone can correct me. That's if I'm wrong. excellent yeah. writing, though. Can we just yeah. attribute that to yeah. like Oppenheimer or somebody involved? <laughs> yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah. He, he did the yeah, nuke, so. right? Was it Oppenheimer? I think so. I want to say so. He's the one who said, I am become death, I think. That, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, actually, that's true. Funnily enough, that's true. I know that from a, a funny source of mine. A friend of mine used that in like a ski video years ago. Huh. But yeah, it's Robert Oppenheimer. There you go, man. Me- mechanized and weaponized says, why? Tom Clancy's The Division, that's why. Operation Dark Winter, Directive 51. That's the craziest thing ever. So if you guys haven't played, you guys know about The Division? No. Mm-hmm. So Tom Clancy's The Division they base it off of real things. The game is a pandemic hits, New York is locked down, and there's like weird groups that have formed factions. There's a private military contractor that's trying to reclaim parts of the city. You're you're part of the division created by the US government to try and reclaim parts of the city. There's a bunch of firefighters, like because they're organized, became a band of like marauders and they <laughs> actually have flamethrowers or something Wild. then there's like prisoners the rikers i guess they form a faction and gang and go and raid the city hmm. but uh, operation dark winter is, in, is 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 basically um i think it was a, 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 a was it what was it a war game about a spread of a major pandemic so they base this game on these actual things and directive 51 is when george w bush says the federal the, the executive branch has the right to to d- dissolve and reinstitute a new government yeah hmm. And then Obama changed it and like re-upped it. I'm pretty sure it still exists. I think Trump may have added something to it. But basically it exists so that if there's a world war, the U.S. government reforms the protocol. That's what they made it. But the criteria for how they can direct, when they can call upon it, it's like any substantial loss of life anywhere in the world that negatively impacts the U.S. So, you know, war in Ukraine. Yeah, Um, right. Small yield nuclear weapons, right? Ivan Ooze says, Tim, stop saying... Yay as ye, or it's pronounced yay, Kanye West. Yeah, yeah it's yay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice name, though. Yeah, Power yeah. Rangers. Oh, ye. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah, yeah, Power Rangers. Well, yeah. Some, yeah. someone told me that, 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 that y, y-E wasn't yay. They well, said that ye was specifically ye, like no. Yeezy. Did they really say that? So, someone told me, like, Yeezys, ye. It's ye. 
I think. I think it's Yay, but also Yeezys. Am I wrong? I think it's Yay. Yeah, but also Yeezys. That's true. I was saying Yay first, and then someone said, no, it's Ye for like Yeezy. And then I was like, oh. I think I've heard him verbally say yay. Yeah, I think it's yay because it's just a short name. It's Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. He's Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> it's Kanye West. So when I tweeted Trump West 2024, a Forbes reporter wrote, Tim Pool suggested Trump oh, run cool. the oh, rapper. Yeah, and cool. I was like, when did I say Kanye? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people were like, I thought you meant Alan. And no, I was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For all you know, I was talking about Billy West. He's the right. voice of, you know, you know who Billy West is? No. Voice actor, famous guy. He's the Eminem in the Eminem commercials. Mm-hmm. For all, maybe. Oh, of course. If you're going to yeah. make it up, make up something more fun than Kanye. Yeah. I love how the media... <laughs> but it proves my point. That, like, the, uh, Kind of the point I was trying to make is I didn't say who West was, and West is a generic name. I could put Trump Smith, yeah. and then people would just like, just pick your Smith. Which one is it? John, Bill, Eric, yeah. Diane? <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we got here? Uh, Gaffs repeated it was 80% in mice less than OG COVID. Stop. Right, right. The point was they made an extremely more infectious deadly version. Right? So you see you see what the issue was? The original strain was not as infectious. Omicron was extremely infectious. So they made OG extremely infectious. It's crazy. Yo, yeah. Boston, please stop. Please stop. Hey, man, they do it. Yeah. Victor Snyder says, repeal the 17th Amendment and the Federal Reserve and boomsticks for the poor. The king of Ohio has so ordered. Boomsticks for the poor? What? Guns? For poor people? Yeah. The 17th, that's the Senate, right? I think. Mm. That the Senate is popular vote? I don't know. That's the Senate is 20... That's not 20... Wait, who's the king of Ohio? 25th? You are. Okay, cool. Okay. Direct election of senators. What? Yeah, Se- look it up. 17 was that we did direct election of senators instead of the state senate's uh, appointing. The 25th, then? State senate appointing was a substantially better system, and they made a mistake getting rid of it. Because mm. it used to be that you needed to know who your local politicians were, and then you held them accountable if they sent a bad senator to the federal government. Now, no one even knows who their state senators are, and they don't even vote. They ignore it, and they get all these local problems. Man. Oh, the 25th is a about the president. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Biden needs to be, yeah. yeah. Dino Shea's helicopter tour says, Tim, I'm from Massachusetts. Little known fact. In Fallout 4, where the nuke hits and becomes known as the Glowing Sea, is where the town of Sudbury is, which happens to be the home of For Raytheon. Yay. <laughs> hey, man, the people behind Fallout did a really great job with thinking the, these things out, mm-hmm. like where the bombs would hit. And so I played Fallout 3 when I was in L.A. I lived in L.A. Fallout 3 comes out. I play it. My mind is blown. One of the best games I've ever played. Played that game for hours. Wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. The first time I went to D.C., it was a strange feeling. (laughs) I just was like, I know where everything is. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, Yeah, because it's not like perfect, but they basically, Fallout 3 is a D.C. map. Mm -hmm. I remember going into the subway and being like, what? This is crazy. It's the exact subway. Wow. And I'm like looking at the walls like, I am freaked out. (laughs) Because like, you know, you're used to seeing video games be not real life. Yeah. And now I'm in DC and I I just, I could tell where things were by playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same That's with crazy. like Grand Theft Auto. It's like you learn all these cities for each franchise. Yeah. yeah. You like know parts of LA. Yeah. Yep. This, I mean, in, in, but the, the maps are usually like smaller or different in some ways, but yeah. certain areas mm-hmm. are perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Exactly. I want to play Fallout in Chicago. Like they need oh, to make yeah. it. They did New Vegas and I was like, eh. Then they did, you know, they did Massachusetts. It's like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, we did Boston for MIT and stuff. I'd love to see in Chicago. Because in the Fallout universe, for those that are a fan, the Enclave has a, has a hold on in Chicago. Mm. Dude, the writing is fantastic. So 
I could be getting it wrong, Fallout fans, because it's been a long time since I played it. But Raven Rock is where the government evacuates to in real life. In the Fallout story, the Enclave is like armored, advanced, you know, a faction. And it's the remnants of the U.S. government who went to Raven Rock and then come out after the nuclear war and start taking things over again. Right. Super amazing, man. Wow. Fun game. I'm not as big a fan of Fallout 4, but it's still a fun game. Five against eight says, yeah, big Fallout 3 fan, but I seem to remember dying several times while playing it. Maybe that was just me, though. I always play Fallout as a sneaky sniper. Hmm. You just, you know, high stealth and uh, never get into a fight that you didn't win before it starts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Jude says, just got Chad's book, then an email from HR wanting volunteers for DEI initiative. <laughs> Debating join, observe, object, but risk sanity, great job and rapport. <laughs> Here's my advice. I don't know, Jude, if you uh, what your background is, but assuredly in these uh, die cult meetings, they will say something offensive about a gender or race. When they do, you now have grounds for a complaint. And I suggest you make those complaints. So the obvious one is if you're a white person and they start saying things something about white privilege, that is a racialized derogatory comment. And you can say, I want to complain about this person for making a derogatory comment. If they say, what was the comment? Be like, I will not repeat what they said. It was disgusting. But they said it. And I'm telling you right now, if it happens again, I will escalate to the EEOC. They will log that in their corporate books and they will mm-hmm. reprimand the HR person and say, we don't know what you did. We don't care. Just don't let these things happen again. What people need to understand is that when they talk about white privilege, they're being racist, period. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. So, you know, I'll tell you this right now. There's uh, uh, some people have told me that's not true, Tim. They, they, they'll, they'll ignore you and say that you're right wing or whatever. A Netflix executive was explaining to staff what words were deemed offensive and he got fired for saying the words. Employees complained that he said the offensive words in his explanation of how you should not say them. When they called him into the HR meeting, they said, we we heard a report that you made offensive, you said offensive words. And he goes, what? And they were like, what did you say? And he's like, I explained what words were offensive and what words were those. He said it and they went, oh, he said it again. Oh my God. <laughs> no joke. This was in, I think it was in 2018 and they fired the guy. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So if when you're like, I don't know if that can happen. I'm telling you, man, go to the meetings and afterwards immediately file a complaint with the person who gave the meeting and say it was shocking. They made a racially derogatory comment. This is this a joke? Did you bring me in there just to mock us? I am shocked by this. I know how companies work. I've been I've been a manager at many companies. I am telling you, HR doesn't care about what or why. They'll say, I don't care what they said. Someone was offended. Write it down and take note of it so we don't get sued. Reprimand them so that we can say in our books, we took action. Yeah. This is why all this stuff is happening. Yeah. Use so, their own BS against them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then if they have another meeting, then do the same thing. And if you have any friends at work who agree with you on this stuff, be like anytime they bring up racial presumptions, white privilege or otherwise, you say it's a racially derogatory comment and say they were talking about the inherent qualities of a particular race. They were taught like, here's what I would say. I'd be like, I am, I am not going to repeat these foul things, but I'll tell you, they were talking about the inherent behaviors and, and, and worth of people mm. based on race. And I was shocked that they were <laughs> saying certain races were better than others. That's basically what they told us. Wow. Were you there? And the best part is if they go and sit in the next one, then you complain about them. Yep. Then the mm-hmm. person you complain to. The problem is the HR person is the person you complain to and they're the one giving the meeting. You might have to go to the EEOC. But I tell you what, the government loves this stuff. 
you know, so it is what it is. If they want to make racial racial comments and insult people based on race, I recommend you complain. All right. J.K. Rain says all the rich will become robo brains while everyone at Timcast becomes ghouls and becomes the GNR. Mm-hmm. Gather up your rat away and stim packs, Tim. It's Fallout reference. No, we'd be. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. Did uh, did Fallout have preppers? They should have. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Nobody. Nobody played Fallout here. No. Nope. Serge, did no. you? I played Fallout when I was younger. Did, but there, there are no preppers in Fallout, are no, there? No, not that I know of. No. Yeah, that's 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 surprising. There should be. Yeah, there it, are people who sense. survived, obviously, mm-hmm. but there should be like private vaults in Fallout. Yeah, where like weirdos have have a hundred years worth of beans. Right? Wasn't it like Voltec was a company and they made all those vaults and experiments and they had yeah. like, different experiments to like once that happened and that was like part of the lore and like you'd go and yep. find places that yeah yeah. Okay. So in Fallout, the the a private company with government subsidies builds a bunch of Fallout shelters. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks to save them from nuclear war, but in fact, most of them are just running experiments. The idea was, we don't know what the world will be like after... Uh, oh, they did. People are saying the free states. There did. There were problems. Yeah, okay. Yeah. People are saying... Uh, oh, yeah. So so anyway, in Fallout, the idea was that after the nuclear war, we don't know what the environment will be like. So if you get a bunch of vaults to experiment on people, you increase the likelihood humans survive after the fact. There was only, a, like I think, one vault that was actually normal. That was actually a shelter. Yeah, it was a control. Uh, there, was, there was one vault with 99 women and one man. Mm-hmm. A one vault with 99 men and one woman. Yep. Just to, to see what would happen. Oh <laughs> One vault, they dosed the air with LSD yep. in mi- micro doses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Dude, Holy the games. Shit. It's a wild game. It's, it's awesome. Video games. Oh, yeah, dude. Fallout 3 is amazing. You're in yeah. DC. Yeah. And there's like radioactively burned ghouls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's super mutants. So they created a forced evolutionary virus to try and make people immune to radiation. But it created, it turned them into large, giant really stupid androgynous monsters that can't reproduce. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, the game's fantastic. Wow. I'm actually down to play this. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like good. first person shooter or third person you can switch. Yeah. It's cool stuff. You can lockpick, you can computer hack. It's, it's great stuff. Nice. Yeah. If you like uh, Elder Scrolls too, similar. No P says, Tim covered Russian dead man switch then claimed mad doesn't exist. Maybe not for Russia, but NATO well aware of dead man loop. Fire from rad level. Uh... Which dead man switch? Are you talking about the the like the weird sound that like never went away or something? Maybe it's been too long. I don't remember what you're, you're talking about. Mavis says we've already got dips dips on being the first nuclear strike. Tim already called out Binghamton. I'll let you guys know if I get any superpowers. Oh, dibs. It says dips. Hmm. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Good luck. Immortal Legends. There's a rumor that Saudis joined BRICS alliance today. Um, I am seeing. I saw that story from uh, I think a South African source yeah, claimed Ram- that. Yeah, Ramaphosa. Cyril Ramaphosa is Yeah, is that, is that true? Cyril Ramaphosa is the PM of South Africa or the president. I don't know. Saying what that it is. the Saudis want to join BRICS. Correct. <laughs> World War Three, baby. Right here we go. That that'll be that'll be it. Biden will lose his mind, and the American industrial complex is the military industrial complex is just going to be like fire the missiles. Yeah, can't let that happen. Red neck Italian says, "I think you're wrong." Putin would hit the Midwest. Think about past wars. Manufacturing was the only way we could win World War II. We can switch to war machine and mass produce. If we don't exist, we can't. Yeah, I think you, you're you saying, you think, I, I, I said he would hit the Midwest. Like Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. Like the heart of the Midwest. Yeah. He's going to hit Rust Belt and any kind of manufacturing he can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Adrian Contreras says, Blair, I love you. And you have a great arsenal. 
But painting your guns like you have is criminal. It's black, literally not, though. Black it's, guns matter, Blair. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's like, first of all, I have black guns, but it's literally not illegal. Like, you can paint them whenever you want. At pink, purple. Yeah, Luke Luke wanted you to bring them out so we can go to the range. But, yeah. but it's, like, hard to transport, especially in this area. I guess in Virginia you're okay, though, right? I've never mm -hmm. flown with a gun. I know it's, like, not actually that hard, right? Yeah, like, you take it apart. To a certain degree, like you, you, you unload it, you separate ammo, and then you put mm -hmm. in a carry-on, mm -hmm. I guess. Correct, yeah. But yeah. you got to make sure you don't land somewhere where it's illegal because they arrest you on the spot. Right. Like Really? Yeah. Like, the like if your flight gets diverted to New York City, you're, you're, you're screwed, uh -huh. and you can't even Whoa. pick it up. And as soon as you pick it up or you even tell the airline about it, the cops come and arrest you. Yep. And there's years. just no grace, even if you didn't choose to get off the plane in New nope, York? Nope, you're in yep. possession with a weapon. Oh, that's insane. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they, I won't fly they, with They them. have cops waiting when, when they know you're transporting a weapon, and as soon as you grab the bag, they run up and grab you. Yeah, even if That's it's an accident. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah, even if you do everything, because you have to tell the airline that you have a firearm and you're checking in a firearm. Right. Um, unloaded, magazine out, bullets in the original box that they came in. Um, that's and and uh, uh, um, a locked box. But even if you do that and say your flight has to make an emergency landing in the in city New York where it's City, illegal, you can still get arrested automatically. Yep, that's demented. Yep. yep, and there was cases where individuals got diverted or or had a layover and or or their flight got canceled. Uh, you know, in between flights, they had to pick up their their property. Cops knew the situation. As soon as they touched it, automatically arrested. Okay, well, charged. let me not fly with any guns. Yep, that's why we were like, <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Patrick Reed says, Tim, you are not accounting for the demographic weight by age of likely voters. The older the demographic, the higher percentage are likely to vote. So older voters would get weighted more on such a poll. Okay. I am just, you, you, that, you nailed it. But I just want to stress again, younger voters, 18 to 29, favor Democrats. Bro, sign up for the military already if that's the case. You want to go, you want to go bomb <laughs> Ukraine? Go for it. Right. I'm not saying all the Republicans are perfect, but at least Trump didn't want to go to war. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, man. I'm going to be sitting back in my rocking chair and we're going to pull out a box of cigars when these 19 year olds are like, why am I being drafted to go to Ukraine? I don't want to go. It's like, <laughs> you voted for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to yeah, enjoy it, buddy. I know they may draft me at some point because I am still a strapping young man of the age of 36, but uh, they got, I got a ways to go before they start pulling my age, age bracket. And you know, mm -hmm. Trump was more trans friendly because he banned me from getting draft and Biden's trying to put me in one. No, yeah. we, we talked about <laughs> yeah, this too. I said it was insane. When they, when, when, when so this story about uh, tr uh, trans people being like drafted doesn't matter which identify as, mm -hmm. I said, that's ridiculous. Like, I gotta be honest. If you, if, if, if I was told that I could give a gun to one person because we're going into combat, Blair, I wouldn't choose you over Buck Angel. Like if Buck was <laughs> yeah, here, I'd hand the gun to Buck. And I'd be Although, like, you know what? I'm not the best example because I don't think Buck owns, owns any guns. I have 10 guns. I know. I, oh, fair point. Fair point. You, but you I know what you're saying. Guns. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, I know like the fact that they would draft you. Right. I, I, just, I, just, I just think that actually doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You want whoever is most effective for it. And, and biological sex doesn't determine that. Well, it's probably, isn't it probably a precaution because they've already set up the environment where you are what you identify as. So if there's well, a draft, they don't want you know right. 50 million young men being like, oh, I'm actually I'm trans. Look here, here my name's Dylan. Well, it's interesting you know, like, how like you go. Yeah. the Biden administration's official stance is like when it comes to sports or other well, areas, right. yeah, like yeah. homeless shelters, then trans women are women. But like but not when it gets <laughs> yeah, real, no. y'all gotta. Which is amazing. I mean, we gotta. Yeah. Admit, like, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up, which I imagine will be oh-so-spicy. So again, that'll be up uh, at TimCast.com. Sign up. 
You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Chadwick, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, check out my book if you can, my website, chadwickmore.com, and you can find all my writing at The Spectator. Right on. You got Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, at Chadwick underscore more. Easy enough. Yep. Blair, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, um, everyone should go subscribe to me on YouTube. That's the main one. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at MS Blair White. There's an E at the end of Blair. iPhones autocorrect it, and people think there's no E, and that's really frustrating. So just search me up, and you'll see all my craziness. What's your YouTube? Just Blair White. YouTube.com slash Blair White X. All one word. Well, thank you so much for coming. My website is LukeUncensored.com. And if you're looking for deep dives on very sophisticated topics like ball tanning, you can get full on <laughs> 20, 30 minute long videos describing that in, in great context. LukeUncensored.com. Did a video today on the Maxwell bombshell interview. Very interesting stuff. LukeUncensored.com. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. And I am Serge.com everywhere. And I will see you guys in the comments as always. Thanks, we Blurge. <laughs> we will see, you went from Linda Jr. To, we will splurge. see we will see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.